All right, so do you, do you remember maybe 2015 where we got snowed into uh, yeah. Mattis' apartment? Yeah. It's up for debate. Mattis, Burns. Burns, yeah. Jordan I, Balls. I, I, we'll, call, we'll give it to the elder statesman there. Either way, it was like convention 2015. Holy shit, yeah. You got into a small physical confrontation with a bouncer. Do you remember that? Yes. I only bring that up because you're like, I gotta speak into the mic. You're like the size of a bouncer. Do you get into physical confrontations often just because of like your personality and size? No, so I feel like I used to, when I was, when I was younger, I felt like I was like, I'd go to bars and I, the first thing I would do, like size up the bouncer. My okay. fr- just talking there. My, my friends would be like, uh, Yo, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, yo, I'm sizing up. Like, you walk into a bar, right? I'm usually the biggest fucking guy in the room. I walk in, I see this bouncer right away. If I'm bigger than the bouncer, I'm like, no one's stopping me now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you walk in. So, like, there's a couple times where you're like, yeah, I got probably played a little D1 football. Right, I'm going to get after him. That's, so, yeah. First of all, that's an amazing answer. Every time, I, every I, bar. I'll go out to Rotunda Beach tonight. I'll go look around, Rotund- check the front door. You say Rotundo. What's it called? Rotundo? Redundo? Redundant? Redondo. Redondo. We're going to go out. Wow. I'm, I'm going to check out the bouncer at 33 years old. First of all, you that go. turned into one of the best answers I've ever had. <laughs> Good. For Good. twofold. I was just expecting you to touch on, you know, being a big guy who has maybe a target on his back. No. But you legitimately no. scope out the bar upon entry. I have a complex. <laughs> and that's why we're chatting. That's why we're chatting for this um, but no, I would do the same thing. I mean, if I was larger, of course I would. Why wouldn't I? It's like, am I the most alpha person in the room? I wasn't born with the stature to even have that in my arsenal. Um, but then the, the other funny part is that my girlfriend... So we're, we're doing this podcast in my house. Right. Um, my girlfriend's dad uh, mispronounced Redondo as well. I think he called it Redundo or Redundo. something else. Yeah, Something so close. Yeah, so anything in the spectrum of close to Redondo is acceptable. All right. Um, but just take it outside of um, pubs and bars and bouncers, really. I think it's amazing that you have a specific game plan when you enter to see if you're the largest person. But do, do people, like you have a, a, you're boisterous, you're loud. Do people <laughs> confront you? It like, I know they confront you on the internet, but is that like a a problem for you specifically that comes with like your size and personality uh, out in general? No, I think, I think, <laughs> I think literally when you do, uh-huh. when you put yourself out there and I think a jackass, which I do, I, I try to, I try to spark it up. Right. I'm like, if I'm like the, um, I guess like the, I'm like the fire starter. Like I like to get it going a little bit yeah. and I know there's going to be like I, everywhere I go. If I do something, it's like, I'm loud, I'm obnoxious, I'm like, I'm my, I'm my, I'm my mother's child, like, my mom's such, mm-hmm. like, an Italian Long Island mother, and she just doesn't give a shit, man, mm-hmm. she's just like, you know, she'll get right in your face, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so, like, being, growing up like that, man, I just kind of, like, I knew I could stir some shit up, and I also know, my, it's funny, because I, I, I I'll, I'll stir it up, and then when I go home, I'm like, rattled, I'm rattled that I'm getting trolled, and I'm like, but you did this to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like the definition of insanity because my girlfriend will be like, dude, you're getting mad at what an eight-year-old's yelling at you on, oh, on Instagram. But at the same time, you told little Johnny that he's horrible at lacrosse. To, uh, you know what I mean? We're, we're going to get into that. Yeah, I, can't, you're, right. I know that you're going to go on a golden rant oh, as, as it concerns that. Um, 
but yeah, you do. You chase the hate. Um, we're gonna we're gonna come back to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're in the PLL. You uh-huh. play for the Atlas. Um, you're you didn't play this past season, but we're a backup. But in my opinion, if you're gonna be a backup, and it's an interesting thing to think about because you wouldn't you wouldn't know about this unless the backup had like media exposure and a following, right? Right. It's like, think of a backup goalie in the NHL. Not it's much. like, well, how did he do this season? Well, who, who was the backup? Right. But the fact that you have, like, quite a bit of exposure and are a backup puts you in a position where it's like, well, how was Scott as a backup? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if people are looking at you to see, you know, what you're doing, etc. Right. Which is kind of rare for someone in your position. But you're you're pretty good at it. I mean, you're... You're you seemingly, and I'm not in the league anymore, but are a good mentor. You seem to support the starter, while maintaining you know kind of that edge of like, well, I'm still looking to start, which seems like the the right mix of things for a backup. But like, what for you for you, what is that experience like? Uh, there's a politically correct way to. There's a professionalism to this, right? Uh-huh. Um, now, which is you what know, you, which you is know, what you put on the internet, which is. You know me, right? Like, so you know I'm a competitive dude. Exactly. Uh, but at the same time, I was in this situation in college. Mm-hmm. So I was not, I, I have experience where I was, I came in the top, I don't want to get into a long ramp, but I will. Uh, I came in, you know, I came in the, the, the top dog at Long Island. I was uh-huh. number one goalie recruit. And I go to Notre Dame, and I sat three years behind a guy that, I respected. I was friends with. We went off. To, we went out together. We did a ton of stuff. We're friends, but I was like, there was a difference. Right? I could play Definitely. too. You know, Joey Kemp was a great goalie, so I was used to that in college. And, and and but that period probably had like a profound whether you took it in and at the time and knew it or not on like your psyche, right? It's like there was a point where it's like I should transfer. I'm good enough to play at any other school, and then you don't. And then you live that existence as his backup and great goalie, like you said. Yeah, yeah. But like that's shaped shaped you in a way that like at the time did you know were you like, All right, well, this will foster, you know, leadership and mm. being a good teammate. Or no. was it like, I'm gonna stick this out? I think listen, man, at the end of the day, yes, was that like an like I think I called home once and my dad was like my dad is a tough dude. Like, you know, if you guys follow me or anything, my dad's blue collar guy. Uh, correction officer at Rikers Island, tough, tough prison, mm-hmm. uh, 20 years, and Marines out of high school, no college uh, education. So <clears throat> when he says something, it's like, it's like I just listen. He's got like that old man strength, even to today. Uh, I'm a big boy, and I'm still like, I'm good, man. Like, I'm not messing with him, right? So like, you're he, sizing up bouncers. Yeah, so I'm about to walk into your home. My dad, like... my dad could be a shriveled up old man. I'm never messing with him. <laughs> all set on that one. But all set on him. But that, I called him once. And he was like, I was like, Dad, you know, I'm getting calls from, like, other coaches were calling mm-hmm. me, like, what are you doing? Come here. Transfer yeah, in. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. One day I called him. And my dad was like, fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's how we talk. Me and my dad talk, like, kind of, like, best friends. Like, we don't talk like a normal father son. We're like, fuck you doing? Like, like that's yeah. how we talk. Like, yeah, we talk yeah. like, like friends. And he's like, bro, you're not, you're not transferring. Mm-hmm. That's not what we do. That's not what our family does. Like, you're a man of your word. Like, mm-hmm. you say you're here, you're here, and you're going to either play better, try to earn a spot, or you're going to find another outlet, maybe. And I found another outlet, which I had already. I, I, I've i always been a, 
a weight room guy and I always kind of went, when things go bad, I go to the weight room and I could vent and I could, mm-hmm. you know, some people go to therapy, some people go talk to somebody. I go to the weight room, yeah. crush some weight, and I kind of feel, I feel better. Yeah. Um, so I, and that's always been therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I did that a lot at Notre Dame and mm-hmm. I really started throwing out and, uh, <laughs> you know, so then people were walking around going, who's that? You know, is a football player on campus. Yeah. Like, McCauley, right? Yeah. Well, lacrosse player, like, nah. Like, throwing footballs with fans in Notre Dame. Like, nah, I play goalie, man. Take the football back. No, I know. I said you know? old, old um, pictures and footage of you. And you were, I know this intimately because I was yo- the generation young. Yeah. Not generation. I was just younger than you. Right. right? You, gra- you graduated high school two years before me. Right. right? So, you were like, Folklore on Long Island. Yeah, yeah. You well, you don't have to agree with it. I agree. Right? I agree. <laughs> I agree because I've been through some shit. Damn um, right. No, but you were like, did you switch hands in high school, or did you just go like this sometimes on the pipe? Yeah, I just went. I like peaked my. Yeah. Yeah. So when I for for yeah, people yeah, yeah, who are yeah. listening to the audio, he would just you like basically do like cross handed to cover the. But anyway, that was like folklore. I'm just saying this to say that you were like a very known lacrosse player on Long yeah, Island. Yeah, appreciate that. And I was just younger younger than you at that point, which just further solidifies like you going in and being a backup mm-hmm. is like a, a trial on it's, you in a big way. And it, I don't want I don't want to harp on no 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 you were a backup no no, no, too no long. I, I, I know you've talked about I think this a lot. I think I think we've talked about this, and it's not the fact that I've accepted it right. So mm-hmm. the, the problem with Social media is there's it's a it's a different beast because the response you when you call someone a backup it's it's usually a degrading thing right like you're mm-hmm. a backup why aren't you starting like shut up you're the backup yeah. kids will be like shut up man no one cares mm-hmm. you're the backup I'm like well somebody cares because you're watching yeah. right yeah, so yeah. like something else um, triggered me and, and I knew I had a personality I knew I was kind of outside the box I knew I was a little raw edgy and. Uh, eh, I had something else. So when in the pro game, like we talked about, mm-hmm. it's tough because like you have an ego. I think it's tough to say. I definitely have had an ego in my life because you know, like I said, I played on the Empire team. We played together and and we played MLL. We've had you know in it good seasons, bad seasons. Mm-hmm. That's just pro sports. I think you usually got the better of me. I think you I think it was from fifty fifty. Might have been fifty fifty. Yeah, I was thinking there's about some it days where you put me out, you put me on a spinner. And there's some days where I've probably stuck a foot out and robbed you. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think I've met two. I would just try to do some low-angle, risky stuff that would work against, like, a small goalie. And then it would Sometimes I'd get hit in the chest. It would hit you. Chest, foot. Mm -hmm. Gibby was... Gibby was tough to see. But but it was a guess. (laughs) guess. It's a good guess. But, uh... So... but, But the one thing that nobody ever knows is that... Listen, I don't... I can control a couple things. I can control... Uh, what I put out there, obviously my performance. So if I play like shit, there's a reason I'm not playing the next game or something. But the effort, all that stuff, I always talk about it. It sounds so cliche, but you control the energy you bring to a locker room. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing I always said I wouldn't do is I've watched guys get healthy scratched. I've never been healthy scratched, but I've always been a, like I've been a backup or a starter, whatever it is. But I've always been like active part of the team, and I always took pride in that because in Notre Dame when I was doing it. I was like, you know, I was a backup too. And I was a leader. I was a captain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I a captain? Why do these guys listen to me? You know, I'm a backup. That's but very they, interesting, though. You to, know, like, be, to be a backup goalie and a captain yeah. speaks to, it's almost like where you're the best. And 
you might be the opposite of me in this regard, where you're the best player on the team, and I don't, you know, right. that's a rare little brag, but like point producing, etc. Yeah. But not even in the discussion for captain. But, then, yeah. <laughs> but, the, but, that, but that's like, but that's like, so there's a lot of effort that goes into that, and you know, and and I've been around guys that want no part of that role, and that that role is is for me, I took a bite out of it because you know what. That's where I can put positive energy to. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not obviously going to... I mean, I can play great in practice, and I always try to. Mm-hmm. And push the other goalie. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, what gives you some self-worth is you're investing time into these guys. Hopefully, you can bring... Like, at Notre Dame, I started a weightlifting group where I would stay extra, and I kept a freshman with me. And then uh, then I would keep a sophomore. And, mm-hmm. then keep, and then it grew from, like, one guy... To, to 20 dudes that weren't playing, that were kind of like on the scout team. We called them uh-huh. uh, Gold Squad at Notre Dame, G Squad, Scrub Squad. Yeah. We, we, you know, we always sit there, and I'm like, I was on that squad. like, But you know what? We were going to work hard. Yeah. And so I kind of made that like a mindset of like, all right, yo, we're not going to play, right? But we're going to go lift weights, and we're going to stay actually We're going to get better. We're going to put in all this work. Mm-hmm. And people followed me. So I don't know what it is. It could be a lot of mix of things, right? I'm not going to sit here and toot my horn. I think it's a lot of things. It's a little bit of the volume, as my girlfriend would say, whenever we get into a shout match, I'm always going to win, right? Because <laughs> you're a yeller, she says. And I yell over nothing. Well, we'll but have I to get into a verbal you. tiff here. Yeah, we will. But I'll overtalk you, and I can do that. And I have this strong voice. And uh, so I think once I got that, once I felt that role, I think uh, I knew I could lead men somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. Uh, but I knew that I could put energy and effort into this role yep. and still impact this culture, Definitely. which would make us better somehow. Yeah, I, I, I heard you talk about this on uh, the last podcast you did, which was, it's a good point. I mean, there are like a few, also, just try to talk into the mic yeah. because I, you're moving around because you're adamant, but what you're saying is too good to... Not have right, sure. so talk into the yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. People want to hear what you have to say. Okay, and it would okay. be a shame if they can't. All right, um, but yeah, it's there's it's almost like there's a few versions of what you could have been. There's one that's uh, you transferred right because you were like, I'm good enough to start. Yep, that's an ego. And then, that's a that's a that's then, a personal that's a personal decision. Kind of, but I wouldn't hold it against you at all had no. you done so. So that's that's a version that I I kind of like, and I could have seen you do you know. That path for you would have been a lot of people would say, yeah, oh, well, I agree. yeah, like that would be a fine path. And then there's one where you sit at Notre Dame and you kind of you just bask in the fact that you think you should be the starter. And it seems like you took the opposite, or sorry, you bask in the hatred, <laughs> yes, <laughs> kind hatred. of like I should I like. be the starter. Right. Um, but you took the opposite path, which was like I'm gonna be here, and if I'm not gonna be the starter, I'm gonna make an impact. And what that leads to, and it actually like kind of cures um, a very common cancer on a lot of teams, which is you were like the le- the a leader where your leadership fell into people who didn't play because you didn't play. So like on a normal college team, and I saw this and yeah, yeah, whatever. Seen that, yeah. The the people who don't play, and you can't blame them, but you you would wish that everyone would be as enthusiastic as people who are you, you know all American. You don't whatever. you don't blame those guys, but here, no, here but, I got I got to cut you off because the one thing is I if you treat a team mm-hmm. if you treat a team especially a college team like a, like because a, it's fifty guys, mm-hmm. twenty of those guys have value. Yeah, I, I, I think exactly. I, I honestly think 20, no, but 20 guys sure. have in-game potential 
to yeah. get on the field. 30 of those guys are bodies. Oh, 20. Oh, I thought you said I think percent. 20, yeah, yeah. You know, 20 guys Definitely. out of the 50. Definitely. But that means there's still 30 guys that are in this program and need to feel love, like feel yeah, the like the, they have to understand the conceptual idea that like they have value because they're preparing the starters for the game. And if they don't buy in, and that's that, tough. That's what I mean. That's a shitty like, role. That, that's where having someone like you on a college team is like, listen, like we're value. I'm a captain, and I'm not playing. Right. So like, it's more that must bleed down lower. Than the traditional, but it could also, but it could also spread like a cancer. So there's two things that that I always learned, and and I, and this is kind of where my leadership stuff kind of began. Was uh-huh. you could treat a team like a, a pirate ship, right? You get the ship, and you get all these guys on it, right? And now if everything's going well, that ship's operating at a high level. You're doing everything you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you guys are crushing. You're, you're, you're plundering, plundering, you're plundering the coast. You're rich. <laughs> now you got one guy that's miserable. He tells the other guy, this sucks. Uh-huh. He tells the other guy, this sucks. We could do better. We could probably hop off and get it on another ship. Definitely. And once that thought spreads, it, it's like a wildfire. And I've seen it. And I've, I've seen it. I didn't play. I played up for a you know, public school in Long Island. I've seen guys bitch and moan. And, and I bitch and moan, but I don't bitch and moan around guys that I think would have an, um, an influence. Because that is the difference. If you get around a couple guys that you, you know, you can talk around everybody on the team, but you really, you know the deal. You can't. Certain guys will run with it or snitch. You know how uh-huh. teams are. It's a weird, <laughs> like this guy is like watching. So it's, I political. it's political. He's going to tell coach. He's going to tell coach. Yeah. Bitch. So you never yeah. did that, right? So then I started learning, like, if you treat that like a ship, if you get enough guys on the positive side that are all in, mm-hmm. or even doing their job well, not great, just doing their job and, and going through the day to day, and you know this from playing at Division One College. It is you. It's a full time job. So if you take three of those days and you get a guy that goes out on random Tuesday nights and he just totally thinks I'm never going to play, but I'm going to party because I'm never going to play. Mm-hmm. That's that's the mindset. So that mindset spreads, and that mindset goes to the next guy. He's like, I'm not going to play. I'm going to go out with him, and then they're going to start being shits the next day in practice. Mm-hmm. So the one thing I learned was if you keep that shit front-loaded, and you keep it with like enough guys with the common goal, you're going to succeed as a team. Now, if you get a couple of those dudes that really spread and they start getting – they have influence. Everyone has the – everybody has the uh, ability to, to to kind of take momentum in the other way. Mm-hmm. So, like, you get a couple of those bad guys, bad seeds. They're not the bad guys. They're frustrated, disgruntled employees. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll call them. Yeah. That's what they are. That's what you are in college. If you look you're, at it from an economic standpoint, you are a, college athletes you're, are employees. You're, your head coach is your boss. Uh-huh. Like the, the university is your boss. Yeah. Your head coach is your manager. Exactly. And now you have all these employees. Yeah. And well, the captain is like the, the, the desk head. The desk he's head. Like, he's just making sure everybody's happy. He might tell coach that you're out on Tuesday and then you're... And I'll tell you, yeah, uh, we had a uh, 48-hour dry dry roll. He broke two days before the game. Mm-hmm. Now, do I really give a shit that the guy went out on a Wednesday when we play Friday? When no. he's not going to play? No, I don't yes. care. You care about the spreading of this cancer on I, your pirate ship. I care about that going to 10 other guys. Yeah. And then now we're just disconnected. Now we have a secrecy. Guys are going. Guys are not telling uh-huh. guys stuff. And that, that I've seen that happen. When I was a freshman... That was kind of before rolling. Before you before stepped we into kind the of leadership stepped, Before I found my like kind of voice. Yeah. When I was like scared of seniors too. Uh-huh. Where I like, 
man, there's like half those seniors don't play, and half those seniors are doing shit that they're not. The other guys don't know about. Like they're going no, out. No, yeah, but you. It's almost strategic, and obviously this wouldn't be a, a dead rule, but to have someone who didn't play much and be a captain is a good defense mechanism beneath that culture spreading to the people who don't play. Bro, it's just like because, having a people's champ. You're like, yeah. the people's, you're like the people's voice, Well, it's right? like if, if a guy who never is going to touch the field is like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to hit you know happy hour on uh, Friday before the game, you're like, dude, I'm not playing either, and I'm a captain. So you can kind of prevent that from happening, if you know what I mean. You could... You could be, but you do it in a way where guys are like, "That's a." Well, I've always been a guy's guy, right? Yeah, so yeah. I was, oh, I'm I'm never, like, I never. I don't picture you as the guy who's like, "Listen, no one's going out." No. Just the, like the subtle influence of a, a captain that doesn't play oh, the way would, you treat, would breed that culture. The way you treat people is, and that's where we're going on this rant is the way you treat people is ultimately the end of the deal. Mm-hmm. So. A guy sees me. You plan where you're going on rants? Oh, kind of. I, I don't like I'm that. I just, just let the mind wander. All right. Well, my mind's, you know me. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll rant a little bit. <laughs> so, like, when you go, you know, like, the way you approach a guy, right? Uh-huh. This has always been my thing. There's been dick captains. I've had them, right? And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this guy. Just like a narc? Like, like a little hard yeah. Like, yeah, I get it, man. This is the right thing to say in this situation. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And that's not what the rest of the people, you know what we're going through. Yes. So, the way I've always approached it was like, you just sit down with a guy. If I sat down with a freshman and I was a junior, and I wasn't even playing as a junior, I was still backing up as a junior. I did a, I started as a senior, and I started as a fifth-year senior. Mm-hmm. So, I was like chilling. I'm a junior. Yeah. I'm 21 years old. I'm just like lifting weights and like trying to battle through Notre Dame academically. But like the highlight of my day was getting in that locker room. It's like the most juiced, like testosterone driven environment that I like I live for that shit like I'm like a simpleton where like I still play professional sports this is what nobody really knows I will not retire because I'm, I'm I fear not having that piece in my life meaning that piece being a locker room yeah. and uh-huh. dudes yeah. and just like yo when I get in that locker room and guys are like you know you know, guys are throwing in shoes. Guys, mm-hmm. it's like the most manly. Taking the shirts. It's off. like no, nah, you freaking out of here. It's just like the, it's like the shooting the shit for me is the shooting the shit and like just like you can bitch about your week. We all got girlfriends, lives, and work, and it guys are just bitch. You know, it's, I'm it's, with you. Dude. It's I'm, one of the most addicting things. You, you, you realize you're throwing salt in my retirement wound, right? <laughs> you miss it, right? But that's what you miss. You don't miss. The playing, the goal. No, I can't remember. Like when I was trying to remember whether or not I scored on you or you saved my shots. Like no, I can't even remember that. I remember more off the field. Off the field, by far. It's not even close. On the field is more of a like a zone state. It, it's, In the locker room is like you said, the the therapist's office. It's 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 <laughs> wild. It's so the biggest fear of mine. That's why I always tell people like. You read these books on these NFL guys when uh-huh. they have, they get into such shit after they're done playing. Yeah, because they don't know what to do. Yeah, you've always and now lacrosse is going in this direction where we're we're kind of a high profile now. It's getting better, and and, and guys start to really feel themselves mm-hmm. like this is my identity. Yeah, and 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 I've been I've that's a good as, point. As I've gotten older, it's a good I've yeah. Literally looked at myself in the mirror numerous times, and I'm like, is this who you are? And I'm like, people do know you for this. Like, this is what, if you went out, most people know you as, like, the meathead lifting guy, mm-hmm. plays pro lacrosse. 
does his camps, influencer, motivator, you know, energy, energy, energy. It's fucking exhausting. Yeah. It's really fucking exhausting, honestly. But it's that, that you make a very, very valid point that the more legitimate the sport becomes, the more an athlete in it, uh, a, you know, you carve out a percentage of his identity that is that. Like, it's like in the MLL, yeah. I don't want to poke fun at the MLL, but I seem to do it often. <laughs> they... They don't do a good job with exposure, and I hope they get better this yeah. coming year. Yeah. God bless. I got nothing against anyone there, but the exposure makes you that right. Like if the MLL was the NFL, you'd be Scotty Rogers of the MLL. And then once that ended, retirement means the collapse of everything that you were. Uh, right? that, that's like, right. That's what I'm saying. Like when you watch, you read these sad. Like I, I read an article, like Mark mm-hmm. Brunel, the guy that used to play quarterback for the Jags. Clay bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, we're like, still pretty, pretty like, guys... he's a millionaire, right? <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed money. Uh-huh. You know, like sitting there going, if that guy's claiming bankruptcy and he's having a tough time with this what retirement. What is your job, future? What is a pro lacrosse guy making about <laughs> a quarter? Not yeah. even. Oh, a quarter. I thought, what are we making? Like, I'm, I'm, Two percent of this. A of quarter theirs? would be more accurate if you mean like a quarter is twenty-five cents. Two literally, Brunel. literally like a quarter of lacrosse. Exactly. If, a if, quarter if of Brunel a... dropped a, a singular <laughs> twenty-five cent quarter, that's what our. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but, it's getting better though. The PLL, it's getting, is, it, the PLL is raising. Well, raising listen, I mean, but but like I said, when you come out to it, you read these books, you see all this stuff, and I'm getting uh-huh. older, and I'm starting to see the the and the biggest thing I've done is I'm not. I've never wanted to be one of these old lacrosse guys that stick around too long. Uh-huh. And I've seen a few. I'm not going to drop any names. Yeah. But we've seen a few that stick around and you're like, man, this is this is him. Like, this is what he is. This is what he's got. This is what he does. Yeah. But sometimes you can dig yourself so far into life, that's who you are. And I think, I'm what, 33? I turned 33 next week. I'm 32 right now. Uh-huh. All right. But I'm at a point where I'm like, I can see myself two years. And people always give me shit, like, you're going to cap yourself like that? What if you have a great year this year? That's I think great. That's, a valid that's great. Yeah. But I'm not trying to be... It takes a lot of energy. A lot of fucking... Like, it, it's exhausting being me some days. I'm not bitching. I love it. Mm-hmm. But, like, the energy. Like, I literally went to a camp one day. I was probably a little bit, like... Probably had, you know, a couple too many uh, frat sodas the night before. Mm-hmm. You know, I went in and I probably... I was my usual juice self. I remember this. This is, like, very valid in my head. Because I think I, I, I literally let down a few fans. <laughs> and, and I saw it. And I actually saw it for the first time in my life that I actually, I never thought my impact was that. I don't think it's that great still. But I think it's more than I think it is in my head. Because sometimes I just go out and do dumb shit. And I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, when I showed up to that camp and it stuck in my head, I was kind of low on energy and kind of just going through it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I literally had like kids looking at me like disappointed. Like I, I came here for like yeah. Scotty Rogers. Like, yeah. I was give me a fucking Stone Cold make me a motivational quote, clown. Like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't have one today. You know, and I realized dude, that's good. You know what I make mean? Make me a motivational. I'm like, quote, man, clown. like I don't have anything today, and I was a bad day. It was, but and your point is, is I, I get what you're getting at. Is that when you, when you have this persona within the sport, you're expected to show up and and be that. I said it today. I'm a dancing gorilla. Uh-huh. I show up. Hey, do something crazy, Scotty. Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? But, like, I do it, something. Every time I go to a camp, I do something that, like, lights somebody up. Yeah. Wow. 
He's he's crazy. Like he's raw. Well, you're setting yourself up poorly for retirement because if you were uh, an athlete and you were just known for your on-field prowess, upon retirement, there would be the end of it, right? It'd be like, all right, well, Scotty's not Scott. Well, come on, <laughs> Scotty's not playing anymore. But if you set yourself up as someone who's you know a, a character beyond the sport in a big way, and then you stop playing even after your retirement. Make a mo- give me a motivational quote, clown. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Like I yeah, go out when we go out. Like me, me and my girlfriend. She always like she's great because she doesn't really give a shit uh-huh. about lacrosse. And she doesn't like she didn't date me because of lacrosse. Like I used to not. think like in my head like yeah you know like maybe she did. Like, she's like I don't give a crap about Instagram. I don't give a shit. like what the, you're not that cool. And I'm like that's great. I love that. You're well, not that cool. And you know what? Once you learn that. Like when you kind of like don't take yourself seriously, it's. I there was a couple of years there where I was like kind of feeling myself, and I was like taking myself way too serious, and I was just like, now I'm at a point where I'm, I'm getting towards the end of my career, and I can see it. Uh, it's like an evolution. Maybe it's from getting sick, hospitalized. I don't know what it was last year, but things have been put into perspective. I don't want to say depth because I'm not the deepest human, but something, something changed where I'm like, I don't really. Man, I, I really just like enjoy making people laugh. I enjoy. I, I figured out what I like to do, and I, I really do like having a positive influence uh-huh. on kids. And I like laughing, and I like being a clown, uh-huh. and, I, and and that's all I want to be remembered for. And well, honestly, I like. I, I'll just cut you off to say I, I like this this newest version of you best. Thanks, man. Because um, you've definitely gotten. Well, I'll have to ask you about this because I don't want to. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I'm gonna take it backwards a little bit and then we're going to get back to what we were just talking mm-hmm. about so you come from humble beginnings and obviously that term is relative so mm-hmm. you know you weren't born in the gutter but your dad was a prison guard at Rikers uh-huh. you had uh, your living room was a weight room <laughs> or no sorry your yeah. dining room was a weight dining room, room was a weight I room. like that because you know you weightlifting guys be like that's where we eat that's where we eat yeah, that's the dining room <laughs> um, but like are you someone that's after money? Are you like, what would, does that, is that attractive to you? Like what would, so what, so what, so, so that would say like in this society, if you say you're, if you say you're not in it for money, people call you unmotivated and have no goals. No, I don't think that. I'm just saying like, do you picture, well, here's what, how I like to phrase it to people. Do you have a number of things that you are going to do once you get money? Because like when people are like, if you had money, what would you do? I'm like, well, if if someone struggles with that question but is still motivated, that means they're at least only partially in it for money. It's like, but if you had money, what would you do? If I had money, uh, well, are we talking Scotty in a in a mansion and nah, the weight room's actually live, its own st- room? I would travel. Because if you I, I grew up and your weight room had its own room, I'd be pretty disappointed. I would. I think you'd have I to have a pro- kitchen. The only way to like stay with your roots would be like a kitchen table that you're like, oh, and then you flip it and it converts like into that. like, a, like bench a bench where you can do your rows yeah. and your dumbbell. Like bre- that. Yeah. So. So, money is not the motivator for, and 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 it doesn't. Some people in the world probably think that's like a loser mentality, mm-hmm. but like I, I don't. Th- the I, real people that like you try to surround yourself with others that think alike. I. In this sense, I don't think like some of my friends are that way. I think some of my friends really want to like really go and just crush it and like. Mm-hmm. But be, I don't think be celebrities. I, I don't, uh, just with, in clearing up my stance on it, I don't think the acquiring enough money to do whatever it is you want to do is a pro- is 
you know, that's not totally against what I'm for, but I'm just saying, like, are you one of those people who maybe wants to do a little bit too much? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I are you like, well... If I was loaded, like, cock-loaded... What would that look like? I mean, I'd probably... You know, I'm not a big car guy. I don't really like... Like, I, like when you don't grow up with, like, nice shit, uh-huh. you don't really... Like, I used to get my stuff and play it against sports. I'm not, like, going to... Sh- I'm not going. No, I feel like you're looking at someone who buys a nice car, and there's a, a large portion of you that's every like time nature. I no every time I drive <laughs> past a guy in like a Tesla, I'm like you're a oh, dick. Te- well, yeah, but I'm no, like you're a dick. No, see the Tesla is the one. Br- why? Because it's the the electric car that's okay, the best okay. for the environment. Okay. If people would shell out a little bit more to get a Tesla, that would be a positive move. But when someone comes by in like a, a gas burning sports car that they could have sent like five kids to college for the price. In my mind, Selfish. that guy's a dick. Dick. Well, no, I don't even a I, Porsche I, dick. It, I don't want to say that because I don't want to. I don't, don't want on the scale. I would sure, but I'll call it I'm just saying like I'm relativistic, and I think there's definitely excess. But I would just say not for me. But you seem like you're of the same vein. I am. I'm just not in the sense like I would. I, listen, if I had uh, yeah, fuck that money. I, you know, I would literally, I'd literally get a pickup truck and I uh-huh. and I do the hardo thing. I put some, I put some big wheels on it. That's about it. Uh-huh. That's not a two hundred thousand dollar car. It's not a hundred thousand dollar car. No, no, that's no. a fifty thousand dollar truck with a lift, and that is something I never had. That's what I. That's, right. This is the answer that I expect. You want it, like, and that's well, about not, it. Not that I wanted. It's just you're, you're of humble beginnings, but embrace them moving forward because it goes the other way too, right? Someone who's of humble beginnings. But it's like, well, I never had anything, so why are you surprised that I now have everything? There's one thing I do though that is like it's it's very wasteful and very Uh-oh. out of my like. You'd be like, what? He does that? Like, dude, for food, like for some reason in my head, <laughs> anything you charge me for food, I'm okay with. Like, I'm a cheap fuck. No, but that's but that's that's well, there there are. Like, I don't see the value of buying... Like, my girlfriend bought me designer jeans for my uh-huh. birthday. Uh, last birthday. She got me a pair of uh, Paige designer yeah. jeans. Like 200 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, I can wear Levi's. I can wear a Wrangler. Uh-huh. Right? Like, I've always done that. Still get I think Lucky Jeans were, like, my nicest jeans. They were, like, 70 bucks. Uh-huh. So, then we get... You know, I get... When I go out to eat, though, I'll spend... You know, I love a steak. Like, I'll eat mm. sushi. I'll eat as much sushi as it takes to fill me up, which is a lot of sushi. And I will spend I don't fucking 150 bucks on sushi, but I don't care. I don't think that, like, that, for me, obviously, there's a line where it's like, you know, what's the environmental impact of eating and how can you just, like, not be excessive? But that's a different realm for me than, like, I'm going to buy, you know, I'm not just gonna buy, buy more material. No, so if I have money, so yeah, long story short, if I have money, there's no, we're not going to sit here and buy a mansion that no one's, that I can yell across downstairs and no okay. one can, no one can I wasn't sure. I, wasn't, I, I had a feeling, but I wasn't on, sure dude. because, well, listen, like I said. People don't change people, in that sense. They, if you, well, what do you mean? People who are of nothing often, like, Excessive. Yeah, like the lot- what the lottery winners that no, fucking no. well, come on, like come on. rappers or athletes who say, I don't and how many of those guys are bankrupt? He sure. I'm just saying <laughs> that like it, it's a reasonable rationalization right. for them to say I'm of nothing and now I, I have all I this, be which I don't really look down on too much either. Travel. I was, I was just the only gauging. thing I would do is buy that car, buy that car with the lift, that uh-huh. truck. Would want that, and I'm a people pleaser. So whatever, whatever she says she wants. 
<laughs> she would get it. All right? You don't have to get into yeah, specifics. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's talk about what, what what's the deal with your tattoos. I mean, I'm a, I'm a tattoo enthusiast yeah. myself. I've begun doing, I've done at least maybe 12 or 15 on myself. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Like, I actually have been doing them. Doing them on yourself, yeah. So, yeah, after you this, actually, you, do, you, do you understand you, those things? That they're, they're, that's art. Yeah, I have a friend, uh, his he name is Kalik. Well, no, he, he's taught me the technique, so you can see the, the progression. These are bad. I have really bad ones here mm-hmm. on my thighs, and then I've gotten better. So, my most recent is this uh, horseshoe crab right yeah, there. Yeah, baby. Yeah, so, like, I wouldn't pay for that from a professional, but for myself. I'll but patch it, a deal on it by not paying a professional. But the, yeah, I mean, and you actually did it. I mean, the monkey is actually legit. That's not, I didn't do that. I've been told that looks like a bar stamp. But my, my question is more tailored towards you. But I will give you a tattoo next time I see you if you're I'll do it. willing to. I'll do, uh, it on, I'll do it on my, uh, yeah, we got to fit it in. Because my girlfriend told me after this sleeve, I was trying to get the other one sleeve, obviously, because I want to be that guy. Are you getting cut Double? off? I thought you do what you want. I do what I want, but, okay, that, but there's a fact where like tattoos could go in a sense of what are, I, it's expressive. Sure. Tattoos so are expressive. what are your? Let's get into that. So what this first one talk, I got. Talk, talk into the mic. First one. First one was the hard tat, right? This was the 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 shamrock. I committed to Notre Dame. My dad's like, "You're a sophomore in high school. You want a tattoo?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> right. So he's like, "All right." So I take you that. Got that. So I take wait, this. Wait, when do you commit to Notre Dame? Sophomore year of high school. And you got that tattoo. Bro, I went to his buddy who was a correction officer with him. He did it in the basement. That's, so we did that's a full, we did a clover. Yeah. And then I saw some stupid quote from the replacements: "Pain is temporary, pride is forever." Uh, got it in a circle, right? <laughs> got it. Sounded real legit. Seems stupid. I got Seems it. Seems Got it. So then I had that, and then when I got older, I uh, I got a couple others. I got one of my chest. You know. One of my, I got my last name on my tricep, young man tattoo. Uh, I know my, a few of my family members have the, the last name. The, so. the old, yeah, I got like if Roger. You die, if you die, I'm face, the, I'm face down, it's yeah, me. They can identify. Yeah, that's, that's what I rationalized. Uh-huh. And then, so then this big one, this sleeve kind of originated from my, my, I'm a Catholic, St. Michael the Archangel. Uh, and religious family, grandmother's like a Eucharistic minister, like hands out the bread, body of Christ, whatever. Mm. And uh, she, she was, you know, I also thought about, like, when I go home, are the women of my family going to murder me? Because, like, I'm going home with a sleeve, essentially, mm-hmm. you know? You haven't crossed that boundary yet, though? I'm good but, now. Like, when you come home, they're, they're just, like... You You're can... an adult. I'm an adult. But, like, it's no, not no, my I mom's... More, I more meant... No, of course, adult. I more meant that, like, you've just gone so rogue that they don't know what to expect. Like, first it was in my family. Well, are you sure about getting a tattoo there? And then it's like, well... There's not even a question about the neck. Where it's like you're yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, well, I just mean neck. like I you saw just, the neck and I was like, all right, well. Well, you just set it. the barrier. You let them know like this is a sender's game. You sent I'm, it. I'm gonna, no, yeah. you sent it. And I was thinking about when I looked. I was like, give me, give me sent it. But all your tattoos are like kind of like who you. Are. So tattoos in a general are a good sense of like. If they're done right, and they're not exactly, like, but you're not Johnny the meathead uh-huh. that just gets a tribal, yeah. right? I I'm never wanted it. to be that dude. Mm-hmm. So I get this uh, Saint Michael the Archangel um, shield, big piece in my bicep here, and it's like that's my guy, that's my guardian angel, that's my saint. And uh, so Saint Michael the Archangel, big into that, like love that whole like war premise, love mm-hmm. that, like that was me. I just you know I'm into it, and he's my guy. So. Built a whole damn battle scene of good versus evil on my arm. So you got demons on the bottom 
trying to get their way up. You had angels slaying demons down. Uh-huh. And, and you know, it's just the whole thing. It's like a whole battle scene. St. Michael the Archangel defends us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. You got the whole hymn on it. It's just the whole thing. You know, it's like does a battle your, scene. Does your dad have tattoos? My dad was a Marine, so he's got a ton of tattoos. So then, he's also got ones that he probably regrets. Sure. Well, Separate fires. The good ones do. Separate fire, like pain is temporary, like that kind of shit. I have but either way, I was more curious about like, did you reach an age where you were like, I'm going to get a tattoo, or was that uh, always some, some form of always. emulation? Yeah, always yeah. wanted one. Uh, sophomore because year. Of, because of your dad? Or yeah, I had some... subliminally, I had to be, because he had uh-huh. sick time. He had some sick tattoos, too. Like, mm-hmm. so, so like, and always, that's why I was trying to make up for the fact that you said he's got some bad ones. He's got some bad ones. <laughs> but he's also got some good ones, right? <laughs> that's a good way to count that. He's also got some good ones. Um, no, but we, you know, the sleeve was an aggressive play, and, and, and it just expressed, like, how I was at that time. That was, mm-hmm. I think it was, like, what, like I think, six years ago? I, I think you're going to get, you're going to go big on oh. tattoos. It seems like you're... I'm cosmic. We're, we're, well, no, it just seems like you're starting to become a little bit more of who you are and that might be a theory on my part no that's you, right that sounds can, right that's what my um, my family said that too let's, so right. this actually is a good segue because um i kind of like I, this podcast i think yeah it's pretty We're good. shooting the shit um i, like I think someone who went to notre dame and played lacrosse obviously is is not you <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> um, yeah, but i, I saw segue. that you're on uh on carcaterra's podcast and you said like he asked you why you hadn't been back to Notre Dame. Why haven't you visited? You said, I don't really feel like a Notre Dame guy. And I immediately wrote that down in my research for this podcast. Well, I don't mean, mean to make it sound fancy. No, no. I just, you know, Google some shit and then here yeah. we are. Um, but I have the exact same sentiments about having gone to Yale. But I don't feel, um, I don't feel like when I go back, people judge me or don't like me or... Whatever, but or give me you also the, knowing you for as long as I've known you, you don't give a shit. Like mm-hmm. honestly, you're an honestly a p- person that is very comfortable in who you are, and I, I'm I'm going to say the opposite. For me, I'm not I'm not that way. I, I I do give a shit. I I was very sensitive to what now not like we're talking about now. No, I know you. I'm t- pretty like evolved in the sense of like I don't give a shit right now because I'm I am 30. I'm old and I'm like you know this is who I am. I think. Uh-huh, but. Right? But I used to give a shit. You you touched on that. You said you know like I mean? you know, you, there you weren't the typical Notre Dame guy, and no. that like, I don't want to say rattled you, but that was on your mind. That's on my mind too. When I go back, I don't feel like, and I'm not. I haven't been back nonstop, and I still, you know, love Coach Shea, who's yeah. been a coach since I was there, and I'm great friends with all the guys I went to school with. It's not like I, hey, I'm like some outcast. No, yeah, I'm school. not some outcast. I know you like, do. But. I have gone into a different career, and most of the guys that I went to school with can talk, you know, on the same wavelength in how they've pursued a career and whatever. And I'm outside of that. Yeah. Um, so just speak on that. Like, what what is a Notre Dame guy? It's not. It, listen, it's like I talked. Like I went to a wedding. My buddy, my one of my guys in my class, Regis McDermott, right? Uh-huh. Good oh, guy. Yeah, Reg- yeah, Reggie. Yeah, yeah, you know Reggie. My brother's a good friend with him. He's the homie. I know I'm slightly less, but he's a good guy. Regis is my guy. Like we we were like I used to, we were like brothers, man. He's like mm-hmm. he is an Amityville guy. He's not a shaman guy to me, but he can be. So Amityville. He's a chameleon. Is, yeah, Amityville is a public school. It's a it's a very blue collar town. Uh huh. 
uh, and it's tough, and he's a tough Irish kid, and I kind of respect Reed. I, I just know him. So when I went to Notre Dame, I went in with Regis, but we also went to school with a bunch of guys. That were, you know, good guys. I went to private schools, and they were just. And I'm not a private school guy, so I always had that like edge and that chip. Um, but I don't think. Yeah, but I never even thought like Shaman and Sinanthes were like. Now knowing what I live in Baltimore, so now knowing mm-hmm. like what a private school looks like, like an MIA like private school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Shamanon and St. Anthony's are not. It's just an upgraded public school. It's like a... You so, know what I mean? That's a good point. Is like, that it's like not... Shamanon, when I went there, it was, like, the the tuition, I don't know what the tuition was, but I think it was, like, 6000 6000 Just 14000 Sure, whatever it was. But I didn't feel like I was going to some entirely different school from the public school, except that for one hour a day... You know, they were talking about the Bible and all that. That's, and yeah. That was all That's a private school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just mean that, like, the difference... <laughs> That's a cult. F- ...felt like six out or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's a cult. You know what I mean? You're, and there are people who are shooting up in the Kool-Aid, but... It's network... It's, it's, so, what I've realized, and Notre Dame is a part of this. Mm-hmm. Yale, part of this. The connections you make, which people say networking, a lot of people want to go there for that, right? So, a lot of people want to go... It's and, fascinating. And it's crazy. You want to go to a school and use others to get you in the place you want to be later but it, in life. It, 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 it's fascinating because it works so well. Of but course. if you fall... Well, if you become the type of person who doesn't want to... Like, I don't want to just use that network. Then it becomes like, well, why did I go to that school? So I had a lot of people <laughs> at Notre Dame that did a lot for me uh-huh. to make it work. To make me work there. Because yeah. that was a hard deal. Me, academically... Like, my, Actual stand-ins that would go to class for you? Type no, of <laughs> no, no. Yes, I wish. I, I, honestly, I wish. But no. Requirements B six four. Yeah, ceramics, it? Scott. That's what I majored in, ceramics. Um, but I'll tell you a good. Well, I had a great story for you from college about how I got to play in a national championship. Mm-hmm. It was great. I'll tell, we'll get there, but it's one of the funniest stories you will. I've never told it um, to. a I told it to locker rooms and guys. I've never told it okay. out loud. We'll sneak it in before we finish. But yeah, so but but when you go to these schools and and I, I showed up to campus, put it this way, white clean Air Force Ones, which I thought were the shit at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I got some fucking nice shoes. This shit is fresh. But I showed up to orientation in Notre Dame. I got white Air Force Ones, jean shorts on, and a basketball jersey, and then I had my hair in a full blowout like Pauly D. Yeah. Like I had like glue in my hair. Yeah. And I'm some like in South Bend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I show up and I'm like at orientation and I'm like, yo. So the first thing, all the kids in the dorm go, oh, look, another football guy. And I go, holy shit, this place is not going to be good, right? So then I'm like, Everyone, but it was kind of true. Like it was weird how that works. Because if you ask anyone I played lacrosse with, they hated me sometimes. Because I'd be boys, I'd be hanging out with the football team. Like we were just that. They were my kind of guy. Like those kids are my kind of demographic. I mean, they grew up the same. So um, it's funny because then I meet a couple guys and friends, and we got guys in boat shoes and you know khakis mm-hmm. and vineyard vines, mm-hmm. you know shirts. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that guy plays lacrosse. Plays the boys Latin. Okay, that's what a guy looks like that from Boys Latin. So, yeah, yeah. so you know, I had the same stereotypes being a Long Island lacrosse player, Maryland lacrosse players. But long story short, you get there and, and you start realizing a lot of these kids come from certain places and certain uh, privileges and have certain, um, like one of the girls I went to school with had a 
building named after her grandfather. She's like, well, my grandfather donated that building. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, he donated a goddamn science laboratory. Like, that's a couple mil. Yeah. So those are the kind of people you're dealing with. Yeah. So like, and that's are a different... you single? Or... Are you... <laughs> right. uh, do I need to work? So my dad worked at Rikers. My dad worked at Rikers. It's like wrestling inmates running fighting rings. Yeah. yeah. So you, want to... you had a, 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 a weight room in the basement. Mine was in the kitchen. Mine was in the kitchen, and then we cooked. <laughs> but, like, you know, so it, it's just when you get there, and, you, and I'm like, I'm a lot smart. Coach Byrne used to say this. He goes, you're good at being what people want you to be. Like, if you want a simple meathead guy, you, you, he used to say this, you could be a rockhead. You've done it so well. Mm-hmm. But, why, but would like, you, why would you relish the opportunity to be Because I was good at it. It was easy. It was no, easy. I know, but, like, don't you want to dictate what you're going to be? So a lot of times, honestly, when you do, like, for me to be the meathead, I'm already big. I'm already loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Oh, you're a meathead. Don't get so me for me to be that, no, yeah, for me to like be <laughs> All you the, gotta do is show For up. me to fully be like in that role is so easy. Yeah. And like you're not, the expectations are so low. Uh-huh. I got it, I got it. What do you yeah, want to do? It's to drink you, beer, meet out. And like I did that. I, and that I was think easy. You ex- uh, yeah, I just, what, just when you put it like that, it seems unflattering. It's like, uh, exactly. he means that. You're good with people, I think. He and, like, and, but then to say you're so good at being what people want you to be is like almost a derogatory way to call someone likable. Yes, you know and, but I mean? he knows like I could mix. Like but at the end of my career, I'm starting to hang out with guys that I probably would have never hung out with if I didn't uh-huh. go to Notre Dame. I'm yeah, like yeah, sitting yeah. there going to their houses. I go to Juliet, uh, my buddy. I went to Thanksgiving. He was on the baseball team. He's bloated. His house is uh-huh. a mansion. I'm like, I've never yeah, seen a house yeah. as big in my life. Yeah. I mean, you know, hanging out with his family. They love me. Like, oh, Scotty's the, Scotty's the best. Yeah, big Scotty. He's so funny. Place. But that dude, they were like, this fucking poor motherfucker, right? <laughs> like, he's a little trash, man. But they love me. Like, people love me. People, listen, I have a gift in the sense of like, I, you can put, well, that's what I, that's, you can put me in a bar. That's what I was getting at. And is you that can fucking, well, well you have versions, like, you know, within yourself that like, I don't know. When someone says you're so good at getting people to like you, that seems like the reverse or the derogatory way to put it. Yeah, it's just like you can, and or you could say like you're a chameleon, and obviously there's a line between being something that you're and a sociopath. Well, no, but it's like there's a line between being something that you're entirely not to Mm -hmm. chameleon into a crowd. Mm -hmm. But if you're sociable and understand people in a way that allows you to like kind of get along with more people, I feel like. There's a different way to put that than I agree. You get people to, to like you. I, I think, agree. I think you're likable, except on the internet. On the internet, I'm not like uh, I'm not likable. <laughs> you know how many times I go to a bar, dude, and these kids see me and they go like this. We're, I, they, we're, they were like this. They went, I thought you'd be a lot different. I thought you were gonna be a douche. Okay, so we're gonna transition into that because that's actually it's like fascinating, and it's I don't I think there are probably tons of other people out there like that, but. In the room with you, and anytime I've hung out with you, you're you're difficult to not like, right? It's like you're no one's gonna be like, yeah, that guy. You don't, you're not bothering people. You're not like you, and that's I'm not talking about myself. But you're also not neutral. I I don't mean that. You're you're a positive person. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, he's not bothering anyone. No, you're actually like oh, I like Scotty. Yeah. Like, and that's how I think most people think of you. I'm sure you have some enemies out there, but like on the internet. You have a way of like I'm not gonna lie. When when I go through gaps of seeing you, I like you less yep. because I only see you on the internet. But having talked to you, it seems like, like this that is great, right? Is well, but it seems like that's I don't want to say part of your strategy, but you're you know that you're like aware of yourself. 
Yeah. You, you've gone. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna go into that. Yeah. But that was just my take. I on like it. that. But <laughs> do you? Yeah. Or is it gonna get it's violent? Good. No, you're no. You're, you're a friend um, of mine. I consider you a friend. But you're, yeah, I know. That's why we gotta see each other more often it's, so that it's, it's we good. like each other. I'm yeah. sorry. You should see me on the internet and hate me. Um, <laughs> but like you seem to have, and this might be theoretical on my part, but I think you've gone more rogue. So more rogue in what you're willing to put on the internet. So someone looking at your progression from five, six, seven years ago to now would say, wow, he's like really, you know, you curse more, you're just being, but in my opinion, you're just like actually putting yourself out there more. So maybe early in the pros, you were like, well, I can't just, you know, drop an F-bomb. And then in 2020, like, fuck it. Fuck it. (laughs) I've said fuck it. I'm totally fucking in that mode right now. Sure. So, like, uh, in my opinion, like, from the outside in, you've become more of yourself in a lot of regards. But then there is this aspect of you where you're a different person on mm-hmm. the internet than you are. In- 100%. What is your general theme and outlook on social media in general? This like, is a what- good topic, huh? This is deep. Well, it's just like, I-, I can tell you what I think of social media and Instagram so, if you want me to lead it in, but... So, for me, it was started, like, I gotta get... You know, I I think I have a message that I like to deliver. I think relying on yourself as an athlete is a pretty shitty feeling um, when you get caught up in it because you're just a piece of meat, right? You have no depth. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody cares, right? You start seeing now you get these, like, more than an athlete thing, and that's a little over the top, too. Like, you're not more than – I mean, you're not (laughs) – listen, here's the deal, man. I'm not going to run for president. I'm going to be completely honest with you, Uh so I'm not going to change the political views of our society. But – I don't dive into politics. You ever find something? You're not going to see me putting on an anti-gun show. I, I don't get into it. I don't have a... It's not the platform for me. It's, My platform it's is... It's also counterintuitive and right. to to uh, basically develop a massive platform as an athlete and then expect people to look at you as more than that. So it's like, more than an athlete, I get that, but had you not shot that basketball, <laughs> you'd have like 381 followers. That's... So it just so, becomes so a little bit... The reality is that's, that's great. Well, but people are more than an athlete, but you need to see the reality to where, like, the only reason that I'm listening to what you have to say is that, Bro, yeah. you know... I mean, there's a lot right. of people on Instagram with 381 followers that have a lot of good shit to say. Exactly. And nobody and no, knows what their message is. And I've, I've, I've dug into those. Yes. I'm like, this, why does this guy not have I know. followers? This guy's like, following this guy, you know? I'm, that's, I'm and, with you. And sometimes I was even like... I know why I'm getting likes. Like, I, here's the best way to put this. I put a picture up, a wholesome picture, really who I am. Maybe have a beer in my hand. Maybe have my girlfriend in a picture. I'll get 500 likes. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I throw a pair of lacrosse gloves up. I will get 4,000 likes. Once that started happening and I started realizing... You didn't fall victim. What the fuck? Like, this is what... We're doing now. So, like, I can put any lacrosse picture up and we'll get, if you look at the trends and I have the thing, it will double, right? Any bullshit. Yeah. Big game today. In gear, helmet on. Yeah. My helmet's on. Hashtag Is that me? Like, my helmet's on. How do you know that's me? I'm a helmet head. Like, football, lacrosse, one of those sports where you don't really know the athlete. Uh Right? But you like, why do you like it? So, I started getting pissed. I started being like, this is bullshit. Like, Uh this is shallow. This is a shallow way to go about life. And I need the likes too. Welcome to Earth. Earth. You're right. <laughs> and you saw, I used to dance. I used to do what they asked me to do, dance, dance, dance. And uh-huh. I do it sometimes. But 
now with the the cussing, I don't listen. I'm, I, I guess I do have a, a potty mouth, but mm-hmm. I mean, I well, it's who you fucking are. I, I it's <laughs> who I am, right? And it's like so. Once I start really just diving into like, yo, like okay, I cursed, and then I pissed off four moms today, and four moms DM me and said, mm-hmm. I really don't appreciate your language. Okay, fuck. I mean, but your little kid that's in middle school is cussing to his buddies, mm-hmm. and I deal with kids, so I know kids, so. The, the act that your kid has, stop treating them like a kid. Start treating them like a little adult because they're a lot smarter than we were because they have so much information in Definitely. front of them. Yeah. If there's going to be someone that influences Johnny to cuss, it, it probably isn't. It us. isn't me, man. It's that not being you. said, I don't I don't mean that you, like people should have free reign to like not worry about influence. I agree. I, that, that, like, that's if you're a parent, you, Well, no. It's just like if you're a parent take the reins and be the primary influence on your child and say, like, listen, I know you like this guy, but, like, he drops a lot of F-bombs. Don't ban him from saying F-bombs. But be like, don't use that in these situations. But once because I got through that awkward phase of people like, oh, shit, he's really he's really, he's really going balls to ball with this shit. <laughs> once, once, once I started getting through, like, a couple months of, like, could you stop cussing in your videos uh-huh. and, like, focus on the road when you drive? All that shit. Once I started being like, yeah, I'll try next time. They know I'm not going to try next That's time. That's what I mean. This you has know, like, this has parallels to the tattoo thing, where you're like, I got to get this, you know, Saint Michael of the Art, or yeah, I, you know, but you need to just show up next time at home with some neck tattoo. She's going to kill like, you, you know bro. What? My girl is going to absolutely Scott, fly out here. And you fucking just say, they, they'll say, oh. you know what? Scotty's not going to listen to a damn thing. He's going to do. He's a rebel, thing. and that's the thing where people are going. I'm not a rebel, bro. Like I'm not the anti. I, I'm here's the deal. Do I you do, think neck tattoos look cool? I do. Okay, I, so would that, I really want that, one? That, that, I really, that, would I really want one? Yeah. Sure. Am I ready to that, dive? I, like, the rebellion is less important to the fact that I've seen people with them that I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I like that. And that's that's why I, I like neck tattoos because I like the aesthetic look of it. It's not like, you know what? I know this is a banned rule. I would murder someone if I was just a blind rebel. Be like, well, I'll just... Why don't I just kill someone? They never want to know me, that I don't me, follow the give rules. Me, you and I walk into a bar. You and I walk into a bar. You think the first thing those two people are saying are, hey, those two guys went to Notre Dame and Yale. No. No, I don't think they are. No, and not to mention you're busy sizing up the bouncer to see if right. you and and, snap yeah. his neck. And, and I'm setting up the pool table. And you're just a pool shark. But either way, <laughs> you know, I'm saying like people, once you get through that bowl, like, and I'm saying this, you said uh-huh. it too, and I've had a lot of people say this to me. It, I'm not changing. I'm kind of. I want to say I'm. Well, I think I rebooted re- myself. I think bit. it's more been a reversion to your actual self, where it's yeah. tough to be if you're like a little bit. You know, you want to say one thing and like, oh, I can't say this. I can't say this. It's like liberating to just be like, you know what? I'm gonna say this. And you don't want to be reckless with that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not telling kids to go out there and say, like, fuck it. No, say what I've, you want. No, 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 no. I've always. But there is a expression. There is, and there's, and I think that's a good point. Is that like, there's a line between you saying curses and you setting it like a straight up bad example for a kid. I'm not going on Instagram putting a, a, a car key into a can of a Budwe- Budweiser, mm-hmm. shotgun, and go fucking rage. No, I'm saying when I'm cussing, I'm cussing because it's coming out through an expression. Yeah, you're and, adamant, and I'm trying to be like, listen. This is how I. This is how I. I my intensity is right mm-hmm. here, and this is how I express. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling little Johnny to go cuss and drop f bombs yeah. at his mom, but I've also had, and I want to tell you, there's also been evolution of parents after that phase that have said, 
please, like when I get kids at camps, I literally have messages that are parents going, please beat the shit out of my son today. Please. And I'm you know, I go like this. But what, Isn't that your job as a parent? No, but parent that, your kids? But I feel but like. But I'll be the bad guy today. Sure. sure, and there's probably like a large percentage of people who see you being a little bit more edgy in yourself, and they—that's what they want, right? They don't want the the clean. Seriously, if right. someone was like, "I'm Scott Rogers, and I'm going to host the Goalie Clinic," yeah, you're not getting my. How many, how many like, needles do that? Yeah, who wrote this script? Seriously, <laughs> like that's that's the right. point. But in the more general social media, like the outlook on it, here's how I look at social media. It's very similar to when I go to Las Vegas. I go, I have a weekend there, and I'm like, there are really people here, like, doing this shit, like, all the time. Like, can you believe... I, I, I like to have the tourist approach to when I go on Instagram, like, if I was here all the time, addiction. Like, straight up addiction. No, it's, and it, it, it hasn't been out long enough to show the signs of depression and... There's a million things. Addiction. Well, just just how many times I grab my phone if the Instagram app is on there? Like, I just don't have it. I started doing something that was actually... Uh, but what's your general outlook? But wait, is I started deleting the app for one one week out of the month, every every month. Okay. I deleted for what, a full what, seven what about, days. What about, like, uh, this kind of links into another thing I wanted to ask you. What about, like, just the weekends that you went on? Because my weekends, I'm having fun. I'm having fun, man. Okay, but what if, okay, so <laughs> what if you dip Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Are you addicted to social media, you think? Well, I, I, I think in the position I'm in uh, uh, right now, if I don't post for my sponsorship stuff, so if I don't post for... Um, fit, no, no, but what if you... Fit aid or... I'm not saying you don't post. I'm saying you download the app, you put the post, and then you delete it until your next obligation to post. That's a tourist. I, I, I agree. I agree with being a tourist on social media, but I I, I do. And I, I'm, oh, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you ought to do this. No, no, I'm no. Just I saying, could. So if you wanted it's to, it is, yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a fine line where people get they start thinking their word, their message, and this has happened in the past in history. I'm, I'm a history uh-huh. buff. This has happened in the past. Some people start thinking their message is a little too more, a little more important than it is, right? So a lot <laughs> yeah, of people go, "You got tyrants, kings." Yeah, that's how you become a tyrant, right? So when I started going through my shit, I started really being like, "Man, I'm really feeling myself." Uh-huh. What? Am, I'm not saying anything really that cool though. Like I started like, and I don't know when this happened. I kind of. Man, I've literally been well, so just, hard on like, myself. Went back and analyzing, you're like, like you are "What I'm saying is not dick. that sweet." Like you're a dick. Like what? You look like a narcissistic idiot. And then there's mm-hmm. days I've been that way where I'm like, I'm feeling myself. Like, yeah, it's fresh cut. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm like, dude, you're fucking not that good looking of a guy. A. And B, like, what are you doing? And I've done that to myself where I, in the moment, social media makes you, it makes you want to be on. Uh-huh. And when you're on, sometimes you say shit that you're like, man, I can't really take that back now. Because it's on there. And Definitely. if you delete it, somebody has it. Yes. You know? I, I can't delete it. If I delete a thing where I'm calling coach them, you know, whatever, they'll find it and they'll have it. And they'll be like, hey, no, you said this. And it's not gone. That's what kids don't realize either. Twitter. Yeah. I, and I deleted my Twitter totally. Because the last time I told a kid I was going to beat him up. And I got a call. And I got a call from our, my employer now in the leagues. And we're like, dude, you can't go on there threatening to beat up kids. I'm like, but why can't a kid just run his mouth? Like, my, I, grew up, I grew up in the sense of, Talk shit, get hit. Mm-hmm. Like that's how we grew up. Like we grew up in a in a same kind of like Long Island. Like not saying it's the toughest area, but if you say something, you 
got to explain yourself. And oh, I was on the receiving it. end of, oh, of any yeah. beatdowns because yep. I would just run my mouth. Run your mouth. And yeah. You're good at it. You yeah, still yeah. can run your mouth. Like, That's one of the best. Like, yeah, now I'm getting to a point where like, I'll really get killed. Yeah, you're like, I don't I really want to get shot because I'm an adult. That's what I mean. Like, I have to like tone it back. So I just... But as a kid... I, you get, what I do is I talk shit behind people's backs. I mean, and then like, you're like, shit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But like, you get like... When you're a kid, you get punched in the face. Yeah. Which no, is, I'm with you on the talk shit, get hit. But like, that's what I troll. But it's... Yeah, so let's get into that because... That's another you. You have a, a real prowess for segueing for me. You chase hatred on the internet. Like you, are you fueled by it? Yo, if you have somebody that goes out of their way. So if I tell you, you I go just on, gave me a look in your eye. If that I tell I was you one of those people. No, if I tell you I go on social media and I look at anybody, I really I don't follow Instagram models. I don't give uh-huh. a shit what you're doing in your life. I'm trying to spread a message, so I put my post up. If you like so you, it, you don't. But you don't look on Instagram. Oh, you're not. Browsing, if I look, I'm looking at supplements, scrolling. scrolling. I don't really care what. I, maybe this does make me a selfish narcissist, but I don't. I don't want you to be remembered. Like I don't care. No, like, that's, what, a, that's actually doing. amazing. I don't care what the 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 Instagram model with her ass cheeks out and and gets four million likes. I uh, don't care. But that's a good response because I think. Like, in social media, there are two sides of it, right? There is definitely there's a shallow like, message. I'm say, well, I'm saying there are two sides. And if I'm the user of social media, mm-hmm. me posting pictures, there becomes like, well, why am I posting this? Like, <laughs> am I looking for, like, a couple thousand pats on the back? Because, um, so that conflates, like, what am I doing with my life? Well, maybe I ought to do things that would get 2,000 pats on the back. Who do you, who do you want to impress in life? Right? That's, That's what I mean. What it comes down but to. then there's the side of not everyone is getting likes on, I mean... The majority, the the non one percent on Instagram is consumers. They are consuming other people's lives. They're not they're not like you where you're put, posting something you get a thousand. It would likes. be an influencer role, right? So I'm just starting to see like I look at people and I I, I do follow people with lesser following because I want to see. Mm-hmm. That's so generous I, of you. I, fucking asshole. Ch- checking out. I like people. seeing no because I like seeing how people post and post and post and post and I can tell you're trying to get. You just want to hit like a quota of likes, and that if you're going in with that, and I was there, I was there, I was at a point where I was like, oh man, if I'm not fucking getting 500 likes by the hour, I'm in a tough spot today. <laughs> and I looked at myself, and I was sitting there going like this, "Are you?" I was like, "Are you serious, bro?" I'm sitting here looking at my phone, waiting for a certain amount of likes to hit by the hour, so I feel validated to mm-hmm. do what I do. Yeah. But what I'm doing was great today, and once I realized, dude, I went out, I spread my word. Mm-hmm. Just because a couple people didn't want to like listen or like it, I, I I had a couple people that were physically in house that were like that was very good, mm-hmm. and that should be enough. Well, that, right? I, I was gonna say I, I touched on it earlier, or was about to that like you don't you post shit that it doesn't like you could based on your follower count. You could strategically post times of day. Nope, I don't do that. I post content. four times a day, two times a day. But either way, you could, yeah, exactly. You don't do that. You're kind of, I mean, you self, you uh, said you're shameless and you are. Like you, and, but I, I take that as you just don't care about that aspect of like, there are actual objective barometers about like, yeah. post now, yeah, post yeah, this yeah. type of picture. It'll get you more likes. You seem to have gone entirely outside of that well some guy told me to do that once and i got i got real fired up about hey man if you could wait to post that till about 5 p.m people are getting home from work Uh yeah yeah. like to and studies show they they check their phones guy it's 11 a.m the intent 
was to put it up now. I have a great mm-hmm. caption in my head. Yeah. I'm posting it right now. Listen, I'm posting to get a three. I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I mean, like with string king stuff, sometimes a video will be like, "Well, it looks like well, I don't care about that." Like, put it now. Like, get it on the internet. Get it going. And then, and the other thing is, like, if I wait, I'm not incentivized to like make something new. And it's different than pictures, like video content. Videos. Yeah. Putting put it just putting it on the internet is like well that you know what I mean that's over we need to make something new so like that whole side of things I'm I'm so the, more privy to it yeah you are and you're good at it. The, the, the the trolling thing for me is is simple right it's it's like all right so most kids say something when you put something up do you are you like I'm gonna get hatred on this I'm gonna troll for for an intense an intense reaction. So you do that on purpose too. When I post any picture of my damn eyebrows getting waxed, it is a sh- it's a fireworks. I don't think that's people go in like mm-hmm. like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like what are you? Do- oh yeah, you're real tough. Like there's just like the great like kids like, like there'll be an eight year old be like, pussy. You're like great. Like cool. Is that cool? Did, did you get uh, them out? Yeah. Right. And then I'll get going at them and be like, oh yeah, it's good, man. Have fun at your seventh grade game tonight. Like just like say like sneak in these little things. So do you? Here's a question: Do you go back? Like so, say someone says you post, I got my eyebrows done. They're like, pussy. Do you go back at them because you want them to come back, or you like need your fix to like one up them? Like, I know. What's the, I, I just think what's the psychology? It goes back into the talk shit get hit. Like yeah, listen. Here's the deal about social media that really bothers me, I and mean, I'm very adamant, and passionate about this. Keyboard warrior stuff. I don't think anybody has the right to hide. So if you have a troll account, a fake account, something that doesn't even show you, like a picture of a fucking, like a, a horse and your name's Johnny. And like I have a guy that trolls me, that used to troll me, that he's like, I'm going to ruin Scott Rogers. I'm going to ruin him. He abused my son or something. He, yelled, he scarred my son, yelled, yelled at him. And I was like, but he hid behind like an anonymous account. I was like, yo, the fact of the what matter. Did he, what did he, what, he like to the guy. Like, so he you said can find him on Twitter. I'm gonna ruin him. He's got a he's got a fake account, like a Finsta, like Scott Rogers is going down, like shit. And I'm like, man, if you have that much time in your day to literally, I'm a nobody in the grand scheme of pro athletes. I'm a, I'm an influencer in the sense of I'm a niche following. I have forty five thousand followers. I wish it was a hundred, but I have forty five quality followers, right? And I love them, and they know my reaction. My shit doesn't go up every week. My, my, my stuff's not like Miles Jones. I ain't getting 100,000. I ain't getting 1,000 new ones a week. I've been sitting at 45.7 thousand followers for freaking months. Yeah, you I know why? Because I'm losing. <laughs> I go, I go I'm down. losing many followers. Yeah. And I'm gaining a few. Uh-huh. And that's, that's, that's the nature the of the beast. I think we're in the same boat. But it, same the, pirate ship, the ones you, yeah, Same boat. <laughs> the, once you realize, like, these people just don't like your shit. And uh-huh. that's Okay. But, Bro, like, but so that's a different story. But someone chirping you because they know you like to be chirped, so you obviously bring that upon yourself. They know I'll feed into it. Definitely, like my no, girlfriend hates it. Dude. Well, that's they what I mean. Like, it. Someone who doesn't give two shits about you, like you said, but then they know it's going to get you worked up. They're going to be like, "Yo, Scotty, you were a backup," and then that's going to get you fired but up. But why it fires me up is why does that nobody. Or like I don't want to call kids nobody. Oh, I'm with you in that regard. It's but like, like the, what in your head? Like here's my thing: Sal Lacasio and Greg Catrano were my idols growing up. Uh-huh. Right? I saw Sal Lacasio after a game. I used to go watch the Lizards games. Saw him growing up. I literally couldn't speak, bro. But now, the kid that we have in this generation has the balls to go up to me, who's a goalie, and he's probably a goalie. Go. Hey, Rogers, you suck ass. And I'm like, 
yo, I would never talk to A, a pro like that who's playing at the highest level of the game. B, I wouldn't talk to somebody that's like done a lot. Like, my, I don't need you to know my accolades, but little Johnny, shut your mouth. But that's a lack of parenting, and that shit irks me that but, they were not but, taught but, to respect their don't elders. don't you realize that other backups in the league are not getting chirped like that? You are because they know that, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's this cyclone where they know that, but I'm convinced, that. but it's it is, that's what it is. Like, no one's like, you know, Drew Adams when he was backing up Gittleman. Drew Adams, you suck. No one's saying that because Drew Adams... Yeah, Drew had a good life, actually. Drew Drew is chilling. No one bothers him. He's still chilling. But the reason that the Cyclone still spins is because you you give a reaction, but also because you love it. Listen, listen, if it's a random Tuesday, I'll put it this way. Doesn't it feed you? Dude, I'm going to tell you, it does feed me because back in the day... I used to go work out, take my pre-workout, come right down. And if you ever saw, like, my before I got sick, my old pre-workout rants were fucking, like, different level. Like, I was, like, music. I was, like, yo, getting after today. Who's going to stop me? No one's stopping me. And I knew, like, that was going to get a million uh, DMs. Like, you ain't shit. I'll kick your ass. And I love, bro, when I See, get that's, people that's, that say that, I'm like, you're what the are you eye of do? the hurricane. That's what it is. It's like you get chirped because you look for it, but in getting chirped, you feed off of it. Right. So it's just this like spinning hurricane of, like I said, you didn't you didn't talk shit to uh, Greg C- or Salacasio. Well, Salacasio Greg Catrano. Greg Catrano. Because you if you did, they wouldn't go on a Twitter rant saying that they'd be. Yeah, it wasn't available. Then. So it's it's a it's a symbiotic thing that like fuels you. Social media gives me the outlet to definitely respond. It does because if I that kid's not saying it to me, but I, I that kid's not saying it to me at a game. Definitely. Well, that's a, that's why initially when we started chatting, I said, does your social media, well, I didn't uh, articulate it per, uh, well because it would have been clearer, but your online persona and the fact that you're confrontational online, does that lead to like actual in-person physical confrontation? Dude. But it probably no, doesn't no, because... No, no. People, people see me and they go, he's a lot, like, a lot bigger in person. I get that a lot. I get a lot of... Uh, you're actually a nice guy. <laughs> well, uh, that, so so that, tu- that touches again on the, you're not the same on the internet. Well, what are you as, saying, dude? I'm not acting either. I'm just like... But, but you're you're doing, like, you're just putting more out there. Than Do you want to know how I treat social media? Do you want to know the truth? Sure. All give, right. me your, give me your theme. 100% truth. Your overarching. I went into this thing. I was a huge WWE fan. Okay. Oh, so wow. that makes sense. So I watched these guys, and I'm like, I could be a heel. Mm-hmm. Like... It's it's entertainment, right? It's one hand feeds the other. Good guys, bad guys. I have that platform. I have this like alter ego, big rig. Someone uh, coach Naz gave it to me back in the day. And you know what? I have this like wrestling name. So like once I got into this thing, I literally started running, right? Running with this alter ego. Like I could do this big rig shit all you want. Mm-hmm. You want me to be a meathead? Yell at you. Do this. Do that. I could do it. But like when I go home, Scott goes home, has a glass of vino, watches Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm chilling with my feet crossed, watching TV, brother. There ain't no stress in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's great. All right, so let's let's get into the PLL a little cool. bit because obviously you're a player in the league. What uh, you actually just came from some PLL video video yeah. work there. What's it like being in that league and being like a a co-owner, if you will, because you guys all get stock in it. Yep. 
and that team mentality where it's like, all right, boys, we're in this together. But then wh- where does like the real competition and do, do, you, do, you, do you have a few enemies in the league? You don't have to name them. Of I course, think, I wouldn't I think, want I to. I think there's guys. I, listen, I, I've always said this. There's guys that think my game is trash, personally, and that's okay. Right? That's that's. But I do. I know that when I look at guys, I'm like, God thinks I fucking suck. Right? Uh-huh. And that's okay because he's like, How does this guy have that many followers? <laughs> I'm telling you, I can tell you what you're thinking. I'm the most fucking. No, no, no. I can, no, I'm not you. I can tell you what the guy on the other team that's like, Yo, I scored five goals today. That guy's the backup goalie. And the fucking kids are asking, waiting for me after the games. Definitely. And I, that's the way that's, it's built. It is. And the, there's not a, a strong correlation between on-field uh, success and following in lacrosse because it's a niche sport, right? It's, it's like also sports entertainment, what we're doing. It definitely is. I need, I need that to be out. That, that's got to be a little more uh, vocalized. That We are putting a top-notch athletic ability. We have big-ass guys. We got strong-ass guys. We got... You know, it's freaky. The first mm-hmm. time I saw somebody watch a game, like, yo, this looks like... I didn't realize how big you guys were in mm-hmm. person. Yeah. But then there's guys... I mean, Maddie, you're one of the best finishers I've ever I've ever known. That's no boots. I mean, you go out there, you're not the biggest guy in the world. You know what I mean? You go out there, you're going to score right. five goals. And, and that's why the purity of lacrosse has always been guys like Connor Fields, creativity, guys like that, you, stick work. Oh, if you have a good stick, you should always be able to have a spot. But there is guys... And there is guys in our sport who have a job because of their looks and their the way they look and their size and their prowess and mm-hmm. their athletic Greek god status. That shit. I was that for a bit, bro. Before I got sick, I was two hundred and eighty pounds, yoked out of my head, veins popping out. Let me, let me turn that turn that mic towards you. And just push it, yeah. Like and that. and I was that guy, and I, I listen. I was like the sideshow, and, and I was show, and I'm allowed. I was a sideshow. I'd show up. Mm-hmm. I'd have the pregame warm up. I'd have the, you know, the 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 shirt tight to my biceps. I freaking no neck. And you know what? People would come to see that because mm-hmm. it was sports entertainment then for me. It does that like at all worry you now? Where you're like, well, where where do I fall? Like I know where I, no, I know where I fall. Uh-huh. So if they t- here's a, a question that. I, was going to ask earlier, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just an interesting thought experiment. Do I need to play lacrosse right now? No. If they, well, <laughs> listen. Yeah. We'll just chuck. We the, could just do a podcast. Yeah. Well, no, no. We'll just Sorry. chuck. We'll end the podcast and just hang out. We could just stop playing. Um, would, if they told you next season you're not going to play, would you play? What do you mean? Like, you're not like going to have they, a spot? Straight It's a, just theoretical. Straight up. Hey, it's you're not, not going to have not, a spot on this roster. No, 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 no. You're going to be the backup for the whole season. Do you approach that as, well... I've actually approached it this way now. I've approached it to this new team, this expansion. I've got, I got a million people trying to tell me... Wait, are you are you a free agent? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I'm unprotected. I could get claimed back. Gotcha. Like four guys could get taken, then you uh-huh. go back to your old team. Now, do I in any sense of the way... It's like the unprotected goal is me and Gittleman. People are saying me and him, you know, top two unprotected guys. Mm-hmm. And, and listen... That would still be a situation where we're both battling each other, right? It's a great goal. We, me, and Adam have been doing it for a while. And do I think I'm a starter? Is that the mentality I have? Even if everybody in the world told me I wasn't, I'm 100% my mentality is I can start. So here's the deal. Now, with the team I have and my friends on the team and the culture we've built, I actually do like my team. I actually do like the Atlas. I really do. I like playing with my friends. I don't. I know that sounds not professional, but it's very rare where you actually have a working relationship that you enjoy and I do like going to the locker room. I do like seeing 
Tucker Durkin, Kyle Hart. I do like seeing my friends. And um, I've, I've said it openly. If I would like to be on the outside, and if I have to back up Jack, I'd do it. And you know mm-hmm. what? Not the lack of competitive, comp- competitive in me. I don't feel like going to a new team and rebuilding. Everyone looks at me like I got to start a culture. Well, what if what if, what if what if it was you could start on the new team or bro that, or back that, up on the on the Atlas, bro? That that is like the million dollar question everybody asks about any sport. Would you rather? How many times has that worked out in other ways? Well, I I'm just no, no. I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about concrete. This would definitely happen. If you said I'm the starter of the, yeah, uh, the what, what's the team? The water, water yeah. dogs. Mm-hmm. If I'm the if I'm the starting goalie of the water dogs. I mean, emotionally, you have to understand the investment. And of course, that. You, these are your teammates, but I'm just mean like. But yes, I mean it's an opportunity for me to talk. definitely. Okay, so that's is that's it, all I wanted to. But know. but but there is a piece of me that's still saying, I I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah, mind if I, be I wouldn't be upset. Than you were last year, like improve on that. I mean, dude, the reality is one goalie plays. Like I don't know how else to tell that to people when they go. Well, we'll are you on. pissed? I don't want to. I don't want to put you in a. No, pick up here in terms of like, yeah. Oh, I would, I would ditch my team in a heartbeat. No, <laughs> I would ditch them. Um, oh, I like. So, do you ever get? T- so, you've done a few, uh, and I, I looked at. You did a recent ad. I won't say anything, but it's basically about how you're big and strong. And then you, I saw, I looked back farther, <laughs> and then it was about how you're big and you're strong. Do you ever get tired of that shit? Do you get tired of it in that like someone's bringing you in and it's like the concept of the ad or video or you name it itself concept is, is, concept is me, yeah. me gorilla, me break things, me exactly. break, right. like, Does that frustrate you or you're like, you know what, I've built this brand and that's what I expect? That's more so where I would go with it. Like mm-hmm. I've done this to myself. I haven't pigeonholed myself because if we get stuff like this, this would, this would be a different podcast for me. Paul Clark put me on a podcast where I get to... Uh, I've thought about doing my own podcast where I could kind of shoot the shit and and just kind of maybe comedically do some stuff. But, like, I'm not that fucking funny, so I don't know yet. But at the end of the day, I'm saying that kind of stuff where I get jobs for or work or money to be Johnny the Meathead. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I did it to myself. It's, mm-hmm. it's what I've done in my past to get me to this point where people are like, I'll pay you yeah. X amount of money to act like a, a gorilla. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's like, like to be of, frustrated by people wanting you to be that, it would be naive. It would be like, well, of course. Well, yeah. I mean, are you, are you frustrated? Lift, lift you, a weight. Uh, but you're not asking me, you're not asking me to, I've worked for it. Right. So yeah, you're not, yeah. you're not asking me to read a exactly. book. <laughs> you're not asking me to come out here and go, at the end I'm going to read you a book. At the end of this, I will give you a book. We'll give you a book. I'll love a book. But I, but I'm saying, you're not paying me for that skill set. The skill set you're paying me for, which I hate, mm-hmm. is simple, easy, but if that's what you want, I'll give what I tell you earlier in this podcast. I will give you what you so want. So that, that makes total sense. I mean, it would be pretty, I think, it would be counterintuitive for you to come in and think that people aren't, that's not what they're going to look for. Or I just meant like from an advertisement standpoint, do you sometimes go into it and you're like, well, these guys just want me to do some like weightlifting, whatever. Do you like... Is there another part of you that what you wish was like, bro? Look at all four spotlighted, bro. Look at all four of my endorsements or my commercials. Mm-hmm. I've done a. We don't need to get. We, we, we I don't have I, to say brands because we. I understand. Well, I've, I've, but we'll say I've done a. I've done a. Um, a photo shoot or a commercial where I'm benching 
with a chef. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Right? So I'm doing, I'm benching with a chef, yeah. and I'm doing pull-ups at uh-huh. 280 pounds. Yeah. Representing chef strength. Uh-huh. Can you do pull-ups? Come on, guy. Yeah. How many are we talking? Like, probably 8 to 10. That's solid for your size. Yeah, I'm not like a, what am I? I don't know. What am I, just, beta? I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just... You know, I mean, we're not gonna, you know, we might kip a little bit, but we'll get there. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but but that kind of stuff has been through. You kind of take it. And you're like, all right, well, you know. But then there's like stuff I did for that same brand where I'm like, I would love you to highlight the uh, the give back campaign where I'm actually working with underprivileged kids and actually mm-hmm. running around playing dodgeball and doing things that I, I, I really no one really sees. Maybe like yeah, yeah. I'm out there with charity. I'm yeah. out there because I love kids. I got kids hanging on my biceps, smiling, laughing, and I'm making their day better. Yeah, I'd love that spotlighted, but at the end of the day... It still comes back to the biceps. The it's going to come back to... It, it, it comes back to, Scotty, flex your arms yeah. so they can hang yeah. on you. <laughs> man. Like, we... Right? So if that's what makes people happy, uh-huh. it's very... Like, I told you, Coach Burns said this to me, like, when I was growing up. He said... And when I was in college, he said, "You just give the people what uh, they want, yeah. man." I get, but so, is there something like integral to your who you are that you wish was highlighted more, and not just that? I, I know you said that you give back. I just think I wish people knew. I think it may, might take a long format conversation like this to bring that out. I right? wish people just knew, like I was. I'm a good dude. I'm just a dude. Like I'm just like I, I don't take myself that seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I'm a good teammate. I'm a like a guy. Yeah. I like to shoot the shit. I like to drink a beer. I'm not drinking protein shakes all day. I'm not mowing steak. I'm not like saying I stay in and watch training videos. I'm not like a freaking mindless idiot. I'm a goddamn human being that has a lot of layers, right? And I'm not sitting here pleading with anyone. I mean, my people that know me, my, my circle knows me. What social media does, and what comes back to that all the time, is social media sees one light, right? Mm-hmm. And if you make a lot of money on that light or you get a lot of popularity on that light, you that turns into your identity. Yeah, your spotlight. Just like we talked about athletics, you mix athletics with your alter ego, and then you put that, and you're like, "What have I become? Yeah, I, <laughs> where I, am I? I? Who am yeah. I? Right? Like, I'm yeah. not, I'm not like this. fifty years old, and people are like Scott, like Scott, like Scotty, right, Scotty? My name's the Big Rig. <laughs> like, you're the Big Rig. <laughs> I am the Big Rig. I changed my name last yeah. year, but Scott hasn't been alive for many years. Scott's been dead inside. And, um, no, but like, I just, I'm just a normal dude. I go home. I literally watch documentaries on UFOs, like. I'm watching Project Blue Book now. That's my freaking binge mm-hmm. on uh, all these alien encounters. It's nerdy. I'm a closet nerd. I love megalodon sharks. I'm like the weirdest dude. Mm-hmm. I love like weird shit. Yeah. I'm like history, wars, so, I like World War II shit. Binge on it. Like I'm not like a, so I, I watch Arnold pump it up every night. Like, yeah. What the fuck? I think it, it would take, I mean, I think someone listening to this conversation would get more of who you are than like, and obviously, when you go to this than anything thing, I've done, honestly. well, sure. I just mean like, it's tough to get to draw something out of you in thirty seconds, right? If if it's a thirty second ad and you look like a bouncer, you're gonna be a bouncer. Like if you look you're like gonna, a bouncer, yeah, you're, you're a gonna lift a weight. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. a conversation like this can can tell a longer story. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so do you when you so you, I've seen a few things where you're like, I don't care what people think, I don't give a shit. 
the shameless part of that is I don't care what you think about what I do. Like, if I do something, I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason I did it. I don't give a shit. But if you're putting something out there to, so if you're like, oh, I know this is going to get hate. It's going to fuel me. Don't you inherently, aren't, it doesn't that inherently make It's a you weird, like, I, you're, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't care mm-hmm. when I do it. I don't, like, I'm not sitting there going, I'm embarrassing myself. I've never said that once. Right? I've never well, literally said, yeah, I'm think, really making an ass out of myself. I've, I've come to terms. Yeah, it's like the people who meet you in person will be like, Scott. Yeah, what do you do? But that, but then you'll be. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, do you want to pay my water? Do you, you want to pay my water bill this month? Like, I'm going to pay it, so I'm going to stir some shit up and post a picture with a freaking um, nutrition drink on my bicep and sit at, like a tool. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Listen, we all have. You make things. a very solid, interesting case for for the um, dichotomy between real life self and internet self. You can have an internet self. Oh, definitely. I mean, look at... It's a any, great identity. Any model. Bro, like, are have you, you seen those girls with know, no makeup on? Yeah. It's like you're basically... I mean, you're right. a stripper with more middlemen. You're a stripper. And you're getting paid by, like, ads. Mm-hmm. Because you're blogging? Yeah. Bro, everyone's not a blogger. Reality. <laughs> everyone's not... You're, you're not typing. What you have to say is not really changing my day. <laughs> personally. I'm but I'm not trying to be, like, sexist. I'm not. It could be guys. Oh, no, I mean, oh, I mean both. Like, oh, if I watch... Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm talking about... No, no, I'm talking about males, females. If you're... You watch a guy, like, sitting there with a six-pack on Instagram. Yeah. Are you changing my life today? No, you're like the Chippendales in Las Vegas. Who, right, the, the male strip. That's it. There's a, a, a heavily sexual element that you'd be naive to think that you're that far removed from an actual stripper. Like, it's also crazy to think that you might... That, that, that you're actually that important. But they get a lot of... Ego is fueled now in this society more by that social media presence than ever before. Mm-hmm. I just that's why I'm frustrated with social media. I enjoy the um, benefits of it. I also hate the. Uh, I guess not jealous. I, other people do well, doing a lot less. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. Yeah. So like I'm out here. And I don't think I'm doing a lot, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to change. Someone's perspective. I always tell this. I always battle with my girlfriend. Like, I'm trying to influence a human being. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I'm literally trying to change your mindset. Hopefully, give you some sort of motivational support when I'm on that kind of a day mm-hmm. where I'm actually useful. And there's days where I'm totally mindless. I'm pumping weights. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's why people have such a tough time giving up on me or staying with me. Because they're like, he says some good shit. Like, he, his message is That's, clean. You hear that? That post was Scott. It wasn't even the big rig. That was might have been Scott. And that one was the big rig. And that mind, that mind fucker, he, like, kind of gets people. Because, like, he, is that him? And, like, he, some days he's really awesome. So, like, I think that's what makes people come back. But I watch others that do so less. Like, you don't have to change the world, but, like, Get a message. If you're an influencer and you have X amount of Oh, I get you. Like, your, pla- like your platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, is, I, I, I see what you mean. I'm saying, like, if you buy followers, plat- you're fucking... If you buy followers, you're a loser. Yeah. You're such a loser. You can tell because you have a million followers and you have a thousand likes. Do but, the math, but donkey. You, but you mean right? that, like, people who have a large following and don't do anything meaningful with it. Nothing. Okay. Like, 
hey, I posed here today, said, went, I to, this, went to this sick bar, rub that into somebody's face. Mm-hmm. Went to a five-star restaurant, rub that into some poor person's face. Then, what have you done useful for anyone today except for gloat about your fake life on this fake platform where you just made somebody feel really terrible about their life? Yeah, it's interesting. Though, it's that, crazy. And then people but, but like ha- that. Well, that that's the... The interesting part is that, like, and we got into it earlier, but, like, excess and wealth and, like, posting, you know, I went to this expensive restaurant or I drove this car. Why are you liking that? Dude, like, I heard. You'll probably not get that car. Maddie, I you heard. Won't go to that Maddie, restaurant. I literally heard of this thing that's happening now, this trend, where girls and guys are literally paying uh, private planes to just not fly in it, not pay, not pay for the flight. They're literally paying for those people. Could we get inside the plane, take a few pictures, and get out? Yo, like, what in your life is so bad that you have to tell people you're dry, you're you're mm-hmm. you're getting a flight, living this luxurious life, and then you get off the plane, mm-hmm. and then you go home and just be a normal schmo? Yeah, that's, di- that's a difficult one though, because it's like it's a mask. Well, it's definitely a mask, but. It's it's uh, there's two sides to it. Do you hate the person doing that, or do you hate that when they did that, a million people liked it? So are it's you like, jealous? Di- am I? No, I'm saying is that the, the normal concept? Like, there's probably a, two things that go on in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is that person getting a million likes? That's bullshit. Because I know. <laughs> but then I'm also like, why is this person paying this or doing something that's just like getting in Definitely. Ferrari, like I hopping guess, in guess, someone I else's Ferrari? What I meant is that I have a balanced hatred for the person doing it and uh, humanity. <laughs> humanity. <laughs> humanity. Well, no, America. Like the, it's the a idea, bad spot, The idea dude. that that is... And that's why don't go on Instagram because it's like you're going to get this construed, like uh, misconstrued concept of like dude, what you ought to do. and like There's, there's good though. Like I'm going to tell you also. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like Instagram is great because don't I, I get, get a lot of motivation from uh, it. Sure. I don't, I don't want to paint that picture. But I'm there is. That there's a culture of that. You can go on you can watch you know motivational shit highlights. I wish you could Someone filter I wish you could filter your Instagram. Like they should make that. A, that that's should make a that's the like, problem with it. It's the money like involved. Spam. Yeah. Like you go to your explore page and it's like it, it's just feeding you what you know you will look at, but you don't want to I see. I wish they had like a bullshit meter on, on Instagram and it would spam filter it. Like, hey, this guy, he's really not living that good of a life. He's actually faking this whole thing. So we can know. Like, that's unbelievable that people can fake that, a lifestyle. I'll tell you right now. Like, I drive a damn but Colorado. Even, it's a, I'm not even talking fully about people who are faking it. I'm just saying people who are, you know actually very wealthy and they're on private planes and they're doing everything that most people probably will never do. But why would you rub well, that in someone else's face? Well, no, no. It's fine if they want to do because that, but why do, Why are people, you know, feeding into that hurricane? It's very similar mean? to the big rig. No, it's not that similar. Well, it's no, like, it's different. What, if, like, why are you, let's take a specific example. Let's take uh, Paris Hilton. You know who Paris Hilton yeah. is? Uh, daughter of a hotel mogul. Literally didn't do. She was I, the first one that she, was really popular either, for nothing. Regardless, but that's what I mean. <laughs> if someone doesn't have anything that up character-wise you desire to acquire and like strive for, how would I like? What, it? Why? That's what I mean. Yeah. Is that just the the blank wealth is is getting followings and likes is the broken part? But 
since given that system and it, like the blank likes or whatever, getting likes, can you blame the person for being faking it on the plane? Or do you blame everyone for liking it? Dude, I actually saw the what Instagram's possibly going to do with like possibly taking likes away. They've tried it. They, they've, they've tested it around. Yeah, I've seen it. I wouldn't be... For a guy that's considered an influencer, I guess, I wouldn't even be that rattled. I'd love it. I'd love well, to see other people get just not, shredded that's through. That's not going to happen. That's, if, if you remove the amount of likes... That, the sponsorship will be passed. And you'll well, get, well, no, no, but it won't change the fact that when you are on your feed, there'll be you know ads. And when you're on the Explore page, they'll plant things that don't have likes, but seemingly are uh, right up you your know, plain pictures Yeah, right. with Gucci bags. Um, I don't want to go too deep into this, although we just did. Yeah, and I'm sorry. happy that we did. God damn it. Um, Got me let's talk tangent. about the fact that... Or, do you want to get into your training camp injury, or do you want to pass on that? It's up to you. Okay. What, what injury did you get in training camp? I had uh, pancreatitis and um, rhabdomyosis, which is like a common CrossFit injury from overtraining. Mm-hmm. Um, and your full body just kind of cramps and goes into a spasm. Uh, it's like actually... It's, it's really it's serious. Deadly. It's, yeah. it's, uh, but I got hit with like a perfect storm. Essentially, I got hit with both uh, at once. So mm-hmm. I kind of was. I was actually rooming with Callum, who we had on here, and uh, Callum was sleeping. And we just finished our first day, two days, and I uh, just kind of just like woke up in the middle of the night. Kind of felt like a pressure in my side, like mm-hmm. uh, someone was like kind of jabbing with a knife. Like, mm-hmm. Like, I think I, I literally first thought I was like, I could burp this out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I've had pretty terrible gas bubbles eating some spicy stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying, I'm trying to make myself burp. I'm sitting in bed like burp. And all of a sudden I'm like, no, nah, I just had a burp, man. This is, I'm, I'm like in pain. So I'm like on the ground. And then I just like start throwing up out of nowhere. And now it feels like someone's taking that knife and twisting it in my gut. And I'm rolling around on the floor. And like, I can't even. I'm like blacked out with pain. And I'm pretty good with pain, bro. I've gotten, this sleeve took eight hours straight. I was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not bad with pain. I can deal with it. So, I'm like dying. Had to call trainers. We're trying to get someone over. It's like three in the morning. They, these guys got a full week of training camp. Everyone's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, Scotty, <man. laughs> like, Scotty I'm trying to make a team. Like, Cal, yeah. I can tell Cal yeah. was like, yo, you're trying to make, can you go to sleep or figure this shit out? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I can't fucking breathe. So, uh, no, nah, he was great, though. But uh, we, you know, we get, they, they, you know, I go to the hospital. I'm in a level five trauma unit. I'm, they call it the million dollar workup. I got med bills out the ass, you know. It's, it's, uh-huh. it's no, life. Yeah. It's life. But, uh PLL's got health benefits, and we—that's been a big thing, thing for us—is we got these health benefits and evolution of the game, and they have helped us. And you know what, man? I was in a bad spot. Don't ten stop. days, Don't ten stop. days in a uh, ten days in a, in a hospital bed where I can't move. I've lost—I lost thirty pounds. Uh, I was on Dilaudid, which is basically heroin. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking two two. How million. many? You're in there for ten days on that. Ten days. And I was taking. I had a, so the hardest part about me getting out of that place was I had to wean myself. My aunt came. Uh-huh. My mom was my mom. And my dad were uh, stuck in New York, and and my dad you was in Houston. Wing yourself off the painkillers. I was hooked, and uh, I was basically hooked on Dilaudid. And I was watching the first couple of days people come in with bullshit injuries, like mm-hmm. bogus shit. That was, oh yeah, of course. They're like, ah, my arm, give me the Dilaudid. I'm like, yo, what's wrong with that guy? He's fine. Yeah, like, he was just hooked, like cramped and out. You, the day you got, but they out. discharge it. They 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 will tell when you are done. They don't say you should relax. They just say get out of the hospital. Uh huh. And you're hooked on a goddamn heroin or painkiller. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and 
I was on Dilaudid, two grams for my body mass, which is like, dude, I would feel this thing hit me through the eye. That would be an overdose for me. Yeah, you'd do yeah. that. <laughs> you'd do that. Bro, I literally, this thing would hit me. I feel it. I was in, like, legit pain. Uh, uh-huh. The first, first five days, I was in, like, top ten. Like, nine and ten. Pancreatitis uh-huh. is no shit. Uh, it's almost like they say it's the closest thing to give a birth, pancreatitis, uh-huh. for a woman. And I'm yeah. not a woman, so I don't give a birth. Yeah. And I can imagine it But sucks. now you can basically that say sucks. that you did. But yeah, so I was yeah, I gave birth. So uh, <laughs> no, I, birthed, I birthed a new big rig. That's what I mean. Like, I was gonna say it, it, bre- it bred I, I, a, a lot new... humbler than I was. Well, but are you uh, having you undergone quite a metabolic? Like you're doing? Yeah, you're, you're no, doing... my aunt, everyone, everyone I've talked to, you I haven't seen you in a while. Uh-huh. You said it. Uh, a lot of my friends have said the same. My girlfriend said the same. Um, I just I feel a lot more uh, gracious. Uh-huh. I'm like, I have a more of an appreciation for. How I'm, what I'm doing? Are you looking at yourself from the outside? Type of, like, it's very fucking weird. Yeah, it's of, it's. I'm looking at myself, and I'm, I had a second chance because I really could have. I really could have died. I, I, there was a, I could have died from my liver and kidney uh, failure. Yeah. Um, because of all the shit that was going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, my parents and my aunt, who's there with me, she's my godmother. She reminded me, like you fucking almost were in a bad spot, buddy mm-hmm. boy. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, after unhooking myself from that shit, I remember looking at the walls. I was looking at, like, a wall like this. I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, what can you do differently? Right? So I was, like, on all these supplements and all these, like, fucking, like, meathead, like, proteins and a lot of shit, man. I was taking a lot of shit. And, uh... So do you think that was... I think everything. I think my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. My lifestyle was excessive. Just, yeah, just going home. Uh, I lived the life, we've talked about this earlier, excess. Everything I ate a lot, and mm-hmm. I actually, they said your red meat consumption is ridiculous. Like that's why you get pancreatitis. Like you, your your pancreas metabolizes uh, red meat. Mm-hmm. So whatever I was doing in my diet, pre, where does pre workout go? Which organ? All of it. So like pre workout, <laughs> yeah, so, dude, creatine. It was like the appetizer was like beef, and then the pre workout came. I was like sipping on. Yeah, I was sipping four scoops a day. Like I was cracked, <laughs> and I was like good. I was crushing these workouts. I was taking a lot of stuff. I was taking a lot uh-huh. of shit. And uh, I was like, yeah, I looked at that wall. I'm like, you need to stop doing all this shit. Yeah, just slow it down. No, no, not even slow it down. I'm like chilling now. No, no, no. I just mean you're not. I haven't touched. uh, I just mean literally what you put into the pipe of your body. But I was talking about the grand scheme of everything. I was just, everything was excessive. Yeah. My, you know, if it wasn't for that moment, I could have died from a heart attack. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I was just very, everything I was doing was just so high octane. I'm like, dude. You're going to freaking burn out. The candle, the candle was burning like this. One side, the other side. <laughs> it's burning and, it was <laughs> and that's where I got the second chance. And uh, I kind of just, listen, man, it's been, it was a humbling experience. It took a lot away from me. Mm-hmm. But it also gave me a lot. So, yeah, yeah I'm, happy, something, I'm, I'm happy you're back. I'm back, but I'm, I'm back happy on, on myself. The, the story of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, you, t- you said to me on the phone, the, the sport used to be so small, no exposure. The growth of the sport has actually, for, for someone watching it, become like a little bit of a hindrance because, not a hindrance, it's, if there's only 500 fans at the game, mm-hmm. you're going to meet the players. If there's 10,000, you're not going to meet the players. And obviously... It's a less accessible. Exactly. So we want the sport to get bigger, but... Being a small sport like retains this purity of like accessibility to someone like you. 
Um, and obviously we both want the sport to grow, but like, just speak on that. What do you think? Not, it's gonna, it might get there. It might get to a point where you're like, kind of, you kind of, the, the, the marquee guys are the guys that get the, the love or whatever, the young guys mm-hmm. or whatever. But right now I, I, I'm, I'm content. By the time I'm done, I'm going to have a, my following. I have my following. I have fans that love me coming with jerseys. They, they don't give a shit if I play or I don't play. They want to see me. I, I go up to them. I interact. I go out of my also, way. Yeah, yeah. First I, one on the field. But, but if 50,000 people showed up, at I would still PLR stay as long as I could. I probably wouldn't touch. Uh, you I, know, would, like, I would doubt that. I would if, st- if all, I wouldn't do them all. You would never touch them all. All the but, big rig faithful? I don't have that many you just fans. Have, you just have to be kind fans. of like a priest up yeah. on the. But that's what we do with some preachers. No, I just think, like I said, I. I, I was in the sport at the right time uh, where I could have this interaction with fans that is uh, authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's raw because I know, you know, when I hug a fan or if, if I, you know, lift a kid over to railings mm-hmm. and I take that time, that's my personal time and that means something to that kid and that parent. And it, it's, it's, a, it's an interaction that you couldn't get in the NBA. LeBron James or I'm not saying I'm LeBron James. I'm saying any of those guys would not yeah. have the time. Yeah. Um, so yes, that is a piece that I always think about. We cannot miss that opportunity. So you're almost grateful to have your career in the. I'm at the end. Oh yeah, of course. I'm grateful that. I'm grateful that. Are you grateful that your career took place in an era where, like, there weren't? That I'm many happy fans? that I got to meet my fans. Cool. Each and every one, I can honestly tell you, I probably shake their hand and met you at a camp. I do my clinics. They meet you. I'm plugging them, Scotty Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, goalie training. So we, um, you know, they come in and and I, the, I have an opportunity to meet you, hang out with you, and then you get to really see what I'm about. Mm-hmm. Not you, the guy behind the mask. I hate that, bro. Mm-hmm. I hate that. The, I hate the idea of fans in sports. I. It's like a piece of meat going out there. It's almost like the gladiators in the Coliseum to me. You're cheering for the excitement of the sport. You're cheering for the excitement of athleticism. You're cheering for a lot of things, but you're not cheering because you like or don't like the person. You're cheering because it gets you going. The action. You're cheering like a fight in the PLL. You're cheering because we fought. You're not cheering because you know what the fight's about. You don't know what the beef's about. You're cheering because there's something being thrown, there's punches being thrown. Mm-hmm. That shallow kind of like excitement, I never ex- appreciated that about athletic fans, even in basketball. Like, you watch these guys. They love dunks. Yeah, but you know what? It takes a little more skill to pass. <laughs> it takes yeah, a little so more skill to pass the ball to that guy. People like just the raw... And that's that's our society. I mean, I'll I tell mean, you, we definitely. can get that in another podcast, not that, but how shallow it's become. It's a wow thing. I think there's a lot of wow plays in our league, in our new league. There's a lot of wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do a good job of capturing that. Oh, know? definitely. I but mean, we also feed what these people want. And the people want, wow, fast, corners. You know, this goal, this league is not highlighted for goalies. It's not made for goalies. So you're on Paul Rabel's team, mm-hmm. and we're not going to dive heavily into this, but it's very unique to be on the team of a person who's a founder of the league and also in a power position. Okay. What's that like? And is there times where, like, he dodges, he should have passed, and then you're like, yo, Paul! Nice shot, man. <laughs> Are there times where no, but no. As a friend, I do know. I do know he runs on. Pod, I know him as a person. So like, yes, if there's a bad play made, 
first one be like, yeah, next one. Because that's how he operates. Sure. That goes back. No, no, no. I'm going to let you finish. Because that goes back to what we started with, with knowing the culture of your team. That's why I am good at this. Not many guys are good at this. The being on a team, being in a backup role, enforcing other guys' talents. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what I... Even with Jack, do I think I can make the saves he makes? Yeah, I guess you're not as unique a case because you're friends with them, so you probably just speak your mind. No, we shoot. That's what I mean. If he comes to the film, he sounds like dog shit pass. You, yeah, like he knows exactly. I'm not like scared. Like he's not paying. He's not gonna pay my salary tomorrow. No, like he's we're good. Like I mean, I I get that. I get how you. I get not you. I get how perception would say it's tough, but no. I mean, guys. I think that is a piece that has to stay authentic in our in our locker room, and that's when guys don't think. That way, like, oh, if I don't get him the ball, is he going to be mad? No, he doesn't. I, I, I think you treat – he likes – he's the first one that wants to be treated like a goddamn well, teammate I've, I've, played with him. Well, I would say if I was playing on your team, I wouldn't have a problem. It wouldn't be like a huge no, thing for me. You'd be like, yo, pass but, the ball, bro. Well, no, I just think that younger guys, it's definitely on their mind. But obviously it's – I appreciate that. All right, so I appreciate you good. chatting with me. I appreciate me. you having I me. give a book to every person that I chat with. Really? This book is called Seven Tattoos. Ooh. But I think his name's Trockman. It's actually not a very well-known book, but I had a, an idea to do a this book based on tattoos. So I googled like books about tattoos, and I saw that someone had beat me to the punch. So that book is based around his seven tattoos. He was actually a heroin addict, so kind of like wait. you were when you came out of the hospital. Crazy, the lauded addict, heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's all I got. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me.